Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host as always, Nate Wolf. It is good to be back on another Friday evening in beautiful Portland, Oregon, joined tonight by two very good friends of mine. Uh, as you guys can see, who are watching the show live or watching the video version, Mike and Hydra are not available tonight. So Mike is on his way back from a road trip to Atlanta uh, and Hydra got his wisdom teeth out today. And so it's awesome. These guys are, are spectating from, uh, you know, watching watching this live from uh, their various places. Uh, but I've got two good friends joining me tonight. So, hey, welcome. Welcome as guest hosts, Blue Train and Wildcard. It's great to see you guys. Hey, what's up, dudes? How you guys doing tonight? It's it's good to be here. I mean, it's been a while since we've all chatted, or at least from my end. Um, right. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this tonight. So the the backup dancers slash understudies of of the Wild Hearthstone podcast. I'm, I'm looking forward to stepping up to the uh, the front line tonight. <laughs> yeah, understudy is is a very good way of putting it. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute, and uh, I'm always happy to to join you guys and. Uh, uphold the high standards that i've come to expect from the born to be wild uh, brand i i forgot you had mentioned earlier today we always have to have a canadian on the show <laughs> yes i am i am not only an understudy born to be wild host i am the understudy token canadian very good <laughs> so how was your week guys i mean um what have you guys been up to um so far it I, for me it, it has been an interesting week. I had planned um, an outpatient surgery for this week. So I had what is called a um, an umbilical hernia. Essentially, it is when the uh, intestine kind of peaks out through the muscle wall where the belly button is. Um, it was not real painful or anything, but my doctor said, um, he's like, look, here's the deal. I like they did an ultrasound. And they said, hey, we, we can't really tell. It might be a lipoma, which is just like a little fatty tissue, or it might be a hernia. And I'm not going to know until I open you up. And so we'll see. He's like, but here's the deal with the hernia is like, it could be it like it wasn't hurting at all. And he goes, hey, you can do nothing, you know, and uh, well, well, I guess what he said was, hey, you can schedule this on your own time to come in and get this repaired. Or you can do nothing, and it might be fine uh, for a while. But then one of these days, it's gonna you're gonna be in excruciating pain, and you're gonna have to go straight to the ER, and it's gonna be terrible. So you want to do it on your time or at some inconvenient time? And I was like, nope, schedule me. Let's let's handle this. And so they, uh, I, I went in on Tuesday, and as it turns out, they removed a lipoma and fixed a hernia on top of it. And so I've got like a, an incision above my belly button and my whole stomach is, is red and purple. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, it's an interesting experience. <laughs> it hurts quite a bit. Um, I'm doing well. I mean, I mean, good spirits. I had planned early on to take off Tuesday, Wednesday, work from home Thursday, Friday, and, 
I'm just recovering slower than I thought. And my boss was like, Hey, just take the whole week. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Um, so I have been, uh, playing lots of Hearthstone and watching lots of like HBO and Netflix and shutter and all the stuff. Um, this week I watched, I watched the new mortal Kombat movie on HBO. I really liked it. It is not, uh, going to win any awards. Let me tell you that, but I had a good time with it. It's definitely for the fans. There are a lot of throwbacks and a lot of one-liners and a lot of, um, whatever you would expect. Uh, is there a lot of combat? Is there, is there a lot of combat? Okay. <laughs> Someone had asked. That's if were, yeah. Someone had asked if there were fatalities. The, the short answer is yes, there are. <laughs> um, it, it was, uh, it was good. It like, like, look, it's not great. Okay. You don't expecting greatness or anything, but it's like the same thing when you go in to watch like some superhero movie. And so I, I enjoyed it. Um, I have been playing uh, lots, lots of Hearthstone, um, lots of duels. Actually, when I, I found out, I, I don't know how this escaped me, but I found out that wins on duels, even if it's casual duels, count towards your wins, uh, your like your total class wins. And so I've been jamming. Oh, really? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. And so I've been jamming a bunch of duels all week, primarily with Shaman and Warrior. Um, just to try to get those wins up and it is sufficiently degenerate uh, a la wild. There are some pretty crazy things that you can do. And so uh, it was kind of like rush warrior on steroids. It was really fun. I think I topped out. I think my best was like a nine, nine win run, which is not great, but it was better That's than cool. I've done before. So yeah. it's been fun. Um, yeah, I believe, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear, like I screenshotted, uh, my before and after then again, I've been in like a, a little bit of a medically induced haze. So I, I could be incorrect. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. That being said, it's been an interesting week for me. Uh, I am here. I'm doing well. I'm not quite sure how, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to do my best to make it through this, this show and, and maybe play a little bit afterwards and hopefully everything is cool. If I start What's fading, <laughs> then somebody let me know. <laughs> What's your recovery time for that? Uh, like four to six weeks. Oof, okay. Yeah, because it's not um, like it's a legit incision. So I had a coworker tell me, hey, if they do laparoscopic surgery, which is where they, they go in like up at the shoulder blade or, or whatever and like do like a little hole and, and kind of go in like it's super quick recovery. But it, they had to cut. It's like a two to three inch incision above my belly button. And so when they're cutting through the stuff there, like, yeah, so I've got a, a, a decent size incision and um, a bunch of stitches and it's, it's, it's sore. Like I, I normally don't sleep on my back. I normally sleep on my side and like, I cannot do that because it's super painful. And so not sleeping super well and basically like movement in general is not great. Like if I sit stationary, it's fine. But when I start moving around, it is not very pleasant. And uh, so, yeah, uh, it's been it's been an interesting time. I, I like having the time off. I, uh, I I watched a bunch of Grandmasters Ogremar today and got a couple of free Hearthstone packs. <laughs> I watched Baby Bear and opened up a Legendary. That was cool. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's been an interesting week for me. Anyways, yeah, Wildcard, what have you been up to, man? Uh, for me, uh, just been mostly achievement hunting like all month long. Um, 
last month I made Legend, and this month I haven't even finished my star bonus. Because I've just been like grinding my butt on the rank ten or my the diamond ten floor, but I'm having so much fun this this month. Um, it's it's fine, you know. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been weird. I mean, like, like I, I posted this on Twitter a few days ago, maybe a week ago, about just like the grief I've been getting, like uh, from from players that are playing against me. I get BM'd, and I'm like. It, it should be abundantly obvious that I'm playing an achievement deck when I'm not attacking face or interacting with you. I'm almost like a bot at that point where I'm just not, you know, I'm just focused on what's my most optimal way to play to get this achievement done, you know? Uh, but, like, people are BMing me, like, I, I got you, and you're like, oh, come on, man. It, it, that's a little frustrating. But other than that, it's, it's, it's been fine. Um, and, and I'm only still, like, halfway through the achievements, which is staggering to me is considering how much time i've dedicated to it um they should know that, that the oh. people should know that you're achievement hunting right like if you're if you're like dropping a noyo bot or a noyotron and like giving it to your opponent like please kill me with this like yeah. they should know right i mean it's so much yeah. toxicity on ladder like the the thing that i've noticed this this week people you know there's rage ads but people getting rage added when they lost you, you lose a game and someone the person who beat you rage at rage adds you to to to, to i don't know twist the knife this just seems yeah. like an elaboration of that uh, so uh, it, it's it's awful and uh, i don't know i i mean i think that there's uh, a conversation to be had not now about uh, maybe what uh what could be done to curb some of that toxic uh or unsportsmanlike behavior yeah. it's that's such a hard thing to do and i remember like even like a few years ago i wrote into uh I think I wrote into the angry chicken or something about, about the same thing about people roping. And like, it's, it's just, it's been an issue for so long and it's just, I think it's just a maturity thing. I mean, it's just, it's just unfortunate um, that I, I, I don't know. Like, even when I was a kid, I can't imagine that I would act like this in, in a game situation. You know, I don't want to be old man, shake up my fist at a cloud here. But- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's just like I, I, my, my impression of what they are are just kids. They're like teenagers and younger, or whatever. They, they're just immature kids. I mean, there are mature kids out there. I don't want to like say that like anybody under twenty is a little brat, but I think you get where I'm going with that. No, you're you're right. I was playing yeah. a different game, Heroes of the Storm, with a good friend of mine, um, and we weren't happy with the performance of one of the players on our team, and 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 he pointed out that uh, you know chill this guy probably is old enough to be my son it's like yeah you you can lose perspective sometimes but Mm -hmm. still you know there is a line to cross i would suggest though after the show's done uh we need to set you up with auto squelch wildcard it's changed (laughs) oh oh, you did okay perfect yeah Yeah, it 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 is it is essential at this point i I actually i actually switched over to firestone uh recently uh, and they don't have auto squelch in there, and I, I I messaged them about that, and you know it's obviously something on their radar, but mm-hmm. but it's, right now they don't have auto squelch. Um, but yeah, but uh, Hearthstone Deck Tracker did was yeah. The, if you guys if any, if anybody out there runs Hearthstone Deck Tracker, there is a feature auto squelch. It's uh it's in the options, right, Blue? It's a I believe yeah. I think it was so a plugin. I mean yeah, Blue Train helped me set yeah, up the plugin, but it was uh, pretty plug-in. nice. Yeah. Yeah. You just drop a file into into uh, it, it's it's really easy to set up, but yeah, it was it wasn't a, a plugin. 
so you do need to, to download it and drop it in a folder and flip a switch. But uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely worth the, the five seconds that it takes to uh, to do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, I mean, for my week, uh, my, my wife actually brought home some lemons the other day. And I was like, "Oh, cool! We're, we're going to have some lemonade. This is this is awesome!" Like, and she's like, "No, no, no! We're not going to have lemonade." And I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And so a couple of days later, she's like, "All right, so here, take this, take this tab." And I'm like, "Okay." The last time someone gave me a pill and didn't tell me what it was, things got a little weird, you know. <laughs> but um, but she, I, I I put the tab under my tongue and 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 I it's like an Alka Seltzer. I let it dissolve and and she's, she cuts up the lemon and hands it to me, and she's like, "Try it!" Like, and, you know, and it was. So what what it is is it's called miracle berries, um, and there actually are berries, but it's also in powder form too, like or um, a tablet form. And it, what it does is it makes your it makes sour things taste sweet. And so the, I we bit into the lemons, and, and it was you know it was fine. Like I could have I ate the whole lemon. It, it was Whoa. it was like it tasted like uh, <laughs> like what, what the, the lemon candy is called like a lemon head. Kinda, yeah, like lemonade. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It like okay. Yeah. So it was just kind of cool. It was kind of a neat thing we did um, this week. Uh, and also, I signed up for the listener series. Um, so that uh, I'm excited about that. Rock and roll. Uh, what, what about? Yeah. What about you, Blue Train? So Hearthstone wise, I had a mission to reclaim my mantle of eleven stars on EU. Uh, so unlike you, Wildcard, I'm a meta slave because I feel compelled <laughs> to either attain or maintain 11 stars, which is uh, a curse. Uh, I, 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 it both gives me joy and misery. So uh, I had a pretty good run with uh, Murloc Shaman. Uh, we climbed, gosh, from, from the bowels of like 1,200 all the way to pretty much top 200, which was enough to secure my 11 stars. You will notice that uh, on the screen cap I took of my 11 stars, because Ladder did reset earlier on EU, the star is black. And so Wildcard asked me, why did you get a black star? And the answer is simple. Black stars are given to aggro noobs, of which I am. And, and if I want to get a gold star next month, I'll have to play a big boy deck, uh, which won't ever happen. But I, I think it's just a bug from the, from the last patch. But, but we did it. Uh, other than Hearthstone, um, just you know, work and, and life stuff. Uh, some 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 of you might know that uh, I have some uh, vision problems over the last couple months, and uh, I saw my uh, neural ophthalmologist, and uh, she prescribed me something called a Fresnel prism, which is like a coating that you put on your glasses that helps me see better. Because apparently, since the neural damage in my right eye happened everything is rotated by like negative 20 degrees Whoa. so this, oh, this prism will will get it back even so yeah. what that does is I, I see a lot of doubling and ghosting which makes it kind of hard to read it's almost like a bad crt monitor is how i would describe it so uh got that prescribed uh got that into the uh, optometrist uh, excited to to get that hopefully in a week or two uh so i can uh, i can uh, see uh, a little bit better so yeah that, nice, that was nice. a week what what is that called again? A Fresnel prism. It's basically like a. It distorts the light, so it kind of bends it so that it, it it's like it's like a rotate feature, I suppose. 
sounds like the name it sounds like the name of a magic card just saying (laughs) yeah it won't let me it won't let me cheat out anything can happen uh or or uh tip the scales on turn three so well it lets you tap for one colorless mana though i will find out (laughs) soon enough oh man well i'm glad I, i i mean at least that the doctors are still working with you to find things that can i don't know hopefully make make an impact in you know for the better in your vision so i hope it works out thanks yeah yeah so all in all it was a it was a wonderful week rock and roll did you have you signed up for the listener series blue train i did so i wasn't going to uh because i'm an awful deck builder and a coward but mike has been doing (laughs) such a good job at just hyping it up that i felt like i i got a I gotta at least participate one time and and see what it's all about. I have no. It wasn't the prize money that people generously donated, which is awesome, by the way. I think it's just that you know, I always say that I I, I still play this game because of the community, and well, I mean, I, uh, frankly, this is shaping up to be a premier community event, so I, I have to I have to try it out. So. Um, I don't know what it will be like, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh, challenging myself in a different venue and being able to participate uh, instead of kind of being an outsider looking in. So I'm really excited for Good. for that. Uh, I think, uh, Nate, uh, don't want to jump too far ahead in the show notes, but since we're on the subject of it, uh, what, I think uh, the uh, entries are going to close soon, right, for those who... Uh, want to sign up and have not yet yeah this is actually perfect timing it's a good segue so uh for those people who are watching or listening really the last time to sign up is tonight so you've got about what five and a half hours left to sign up so we've got what's called born to be wild listener series it's a five week well there's there's it's a total of eight weeks so five week tournament series with special deck building restrictions uh, each week there's a separate deck building restriction. So last season it was like, all right, one week it was like death rattle minions only one week. It was like dragons only one week. It was like, Hey, you know, we, we could do all kinds of different things with it. Uh, it may be like, Hey, you can bring cards from like, um, Naxxramas and descent of dragons and classic basic, whatever, you know? And so different each week. Um, it, it's fun. And so it, it's different if you guys are familiar with, um, the kind of wild tournament based series, THL is a thing. Uh, what differentiates what we've got from THL is that, uh, THL is more like, it's kind of like a ladder experience where you're bringing top tier meta decks in a tournament style, uh, format where you're on a team and you're, and you're trying to win, but, it's a very similar experience to ladder. And I think that's great. If that's what you're looking for, what differentiates this is that a there's special deck building restrictions each week. And so it really brings out um, this, the skill and the different players uh, when, you know, you've got to be able to pilot the deck well, but you've got to be able to build it on top of it. I think what makes this season even better is that everybody um, got the core set for free. And so what we were trying to avoid was uh, deck building restrictions that were super limited based on people's collections where that would require you to have a specific legendary or a specific, you know, set of cards. And now that everyone's got the core set, if we say, Hey, bring death route minions or bring dragons or something like that, like, Hey, everybody's got a good pool to pull from. And so it's less restrictive. 
but yeah, so this season um, is just about to start. The signups end tonight. So today is April 30th. Signups are open until midnight. So if you guys are watching this live, if you go to our website, it's born to be wildhs.com. There's a tab for listener series and it's got all the info and the signups. Signups are open for about five, a little over five more hours uh, until midnight Pacific. And then over the weekend, Mike and I uh, and Electric Sheep City will be compiling all of the back end. And then the season starts next week. The way that this works is it's five weeks worth of um, matches. So you'll be um, you'll be uh, given an opponent. You've got one week to, you know, pair up with that opponent and uh, essentially battle them. Right. And then we report the scores uh, and, and you accumulate points. And then after the five weeks, um, there's three weeks worth of playoffs. So a uh, quarter quarterfinal, semifinals, finals. Uh, a couple of interesting things uh, with this time. We've got uh, a prize pool, current, currently prize pool of $750, which is a lot uh, due to very generous backing from different community members. So big shout outs to Dr. Evil, Schmoopy Daddy, Ben from work, Blase Blase, who've contributed money towards this, which is super cool. And one of the interesting things and we had um, a pretty exceptional player base, uh, there's people joining this all the way from like casual players to like highly competitive top 10 legend ladder players. And so I'm okay. Name, name dropping for a minute here, but a couple of the people that are playing, uh, Corbett mentalistic Memnark, Ben from work, Martian boo, sinister me, absolute Shia Wasina, gold, Daniel, Dr. Evil, Seth. And then you've got a couple scrubs like me and Mike and blue train and wildcard. I'm not a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me in with you, buddy. <laughs> well, this is your chance to prove it. <laughs> I so, proved all right last season. I'm joking. I'm joking. We, I know. I, I know. I know. I love I know. it. This is, this is cool. It should be a lot of fun. Um, it, it's really just enjoyable. One of the things that we're looking at as well is to try to stream like a weekly highlight match. Uh, we've got to figure out what time works for us, but like streaming these matches, like we streamed the finals and it was cool where, um, you know, we've got the overlays and all the, and all the fancy stuff. Uh, so hopefully we can do that again. And then one of the things that's kind of fun is that I'm working with, uh, our artists, that do work on the show to do special graphics for it. So um, Christina Oe does some graphics for us and she's working on a new, um, some artwork here. So this is a work in progress. I'll probably have it done over the next week or so like full art version. And then working with um, Hassan who did the main logo for our show and he's doing some artwork for this as well. And so it'll be a lot of fun. Um, it, you know, it's, it's great. You, you say it's how challenging it is for the players, but you know what? I, I really got to give you in my, especially Mike props on on designing the challenges each week i think that's the most complicated part because you really have this delicate balance of where you don't want meta decks to sneak in every week and i know that's super challenging um to keep it um as fresh and and and, and still viable that everyone can play all the all the all the all the different cards, you know, everyone accessible to everyone. And basically um, that's Dude, so it took my hat to you guys. We learned the hard way in season one, right? Because we would say, yeah. okay, Hey, so here's, here's an example. And, and I, I, as somebody who works in the legal field, I, I got a kick out of this. I think it's hilarious. It was not intended, but it was kind of funny. And so what we would see is we'd say, Hey, this week, any minions that are in your deck have to be dragons. 
but you can use whatever spells you want. And then we have people like, okay, I'm just going to play zero minions and make like token druid. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, te- and technically, am I, you know, within the bounds of the rules? Like, yes, I guess, <laughs> but it's not the spirit of the challenge. And so, we we really learned a lot with the first season on, okay, how do people exploit the loopholes? How are we going to avoid that next time to really tailor these towards what we're looking for? And I, I think we've learned a lot. It'll be a lot of fun. The other thing in season one is that everything was done manually um, in terms of tallying up the matches and the scores and, and, and all of the stuff. And then this time we have got uh, everything on the back end done through Google Sheets. And so deck submissions are on Google Sheets, bands, uh, reporting the scores. Um, the whole deal is is all on Google Sheets. So we've been working with uh, Electric Sheep City, who got those set up, and, and Ridiculous Hat helped us out as well. And so um, it's been a yeah, it's been it's been great. It's a lot of work behind the scenes. I talked to Mike earlier today, and I was like, look, if you know, I, the way I look at this is like a lot of the work is done up front, and if you know, if we can set up like. Uh, the restrictions and all of the rules and the website and like all the stuff up front, then we can just sit back and watch and enjoy the next, you know, six to eight weeks. Um, and so it should be cool. It should be cool. And I'm playing in it as well. I don't know how far I'll get, but like, I really enjoyed it last time. And, and like, you know, ladder is fun. I I'll definitely play but especially as somebody like I typically will hit legend in the first week or so, and then kind of goof around the rest of the month. And so this gives me something to do. And I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I, I guess we'll see. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what, what else to say about it, but it should be um, a lot of fun. If you guys stay tuned for more info, um, the website will be updated this weekend and uh, we will post everything on the discord and social media as well. So it should be, should be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, again, big shout outs um, to Mike who has been, I think the hype man in all of this, I always look at, the, at at this stuff so seriously and analytically, like, okay, I'm just here trying to make, make sure it all works. I'm trying to do the back end. I'm trying to make it look pretty. I'm trying to make sure that the rules are in place. And meanwhile, Mike's all super excited and I love it. I, I, I'm excited. Uh, his excitement is contagious. And so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it'll be a blast. So if anybody's got questions, please reach out to me or to Mike via discord again, like the signups for this are just about over. And so if you miss it this time, maybe, you know, watch it, see what you think. I'm sure that there will probably be more seasons in the future. So, um, yeah. yeah, if you're making graphics for it, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, these artists are not free. I definitely right. pay pay the artists that I work with. Uh, so, right. Anyways, um, moving right along, we actually have quite a bit of news this week. We were laughing because early on, we're like, hey, it's going to be a super mellow show. There's nothing to talk about. And then we got a giant news dump over the last couple of days. And so there is there is quite a bit here. Uh, I'll kind of pass things over to, to Blue Train here. To, t- to talk about, but I will, of course, chip in. Sure. So first on our list of news, um, the face of Keck W, I've seen him referred to a few different names. You have him listed here as El Risitas. I probably butchered that, but uh, <laughs> Keck W himself uh, passed away. And uh, I, I, I learned over the last year or so that he was actually a comedian of some renown from Spain. Obviously, the, the video where he's you know, 
laughing and squealing. You know, he's talking about uh, his time being a, a, a dishwasher in a restaurant, and that kind of propelled him to, like, international notoriety. I mean, I type Keck W, like, several times a day in both Twitch and work chats now. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so it's a bit sad. Um, you know, Keck W meme is one of the few memes that haven't been, like, co-opted by, like, a political movement. It, like, still means what it means, which is to, like, laugh and find something funny. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, kind of a pop culture internet thing that uh, is uh, pretty unfortunate. Uh, uh, anyway, so I bid you uh, adieu. I looked it up. This is kind of funny, right? I, you know, you can you can Google like, hey, what does Keck W mean? And essentially, you know, it, they said it's like the Korean version of LOL. But it was kind of funny that in they they said in World of Warcraft, if you're typing in the chat from an alliance player to a horde player, LOL, it it like would translate as as Keck instead of LOL, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but like this guy's videos, if you have not watched one, they are so funny. The first one I ever saw was back in, I think it was back in mean streets of gadgets where I mean, essentially what, if you're not familiar with El Recitas or whatever his name is, uh, Juan, I think it's Juan Boya. I, I'm probably mispronouncing as well. And the text is so small. I can't read it. Um, but, uh, they had taken his interview, right. Where he's cracking up and his laugh is infectious and they had put subtitles on it, which were obviously false. Right. But they were so funny. Um, like it, it is the greatest thing. If you guys haven't seen it, like I'll, I'll post some in the discord later. Um, but like, they're so funny. You, you will, you will laugh. Um, so anyways, uh, it's, you know, it's sad. It's sad to see him go. And I agree with what you're saying. There's so many, like we've seen like the, uh, like Pepe the Frog being like co-opted to use for different political agendas. And like, this is one of those that hasn't had that happen. Thank goodness. So um, hopefully we can keep it that way. Yeah. So got lots of news. So moving on to something a little bit more positive. Um, the last time I was on the show, uh, I had a lot to say about uh, what I felt was some pretty crummy interactions on the part of the uh, you know public figures in the Hearthstone team on Twitter, notably XR, um, in terms of how he was engaging with the community. And, and maybe I was overly harsh. Maybe I was in a bad space with the game. I think that the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I think that over time... Uh, I've noticed, especially this past week, uh, the interactions have been a lot more positive, and I kind of wanted to just shout it out just for some continuity. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've personally really enjoyed uh, watching Ixar climb the wild ladder, uh, initially, like, you know, pretty at a pretty middling rank, and then kind of going from like 15 or 1400 all the way up to like top 50 mm -hmm. and the, the the interactions he had with bodybuilder were, were were fun to follow and watch uh, as xr was kind of piloting bodybuilders uh deck that he helped popularize hand buff paladin which we'll talk a little bit later when we get into the meta um but just the interactions in general i thought were really great and i think that also what's important is that you know criticism that a lot of us have and i've shared it in the past uh, and sometimes still feel that way as well is that you know wild is an oft forgot about forgotten about format uh that it doesn't receive the attention that 
you know, we would like. And I think this is a very nice way of showing that, like, you know, one of the principal designers is not only, you know, playing the format, he's engaging with uh, uh, community members and, and, and having success in it. And I think it's just really good visibility. Well, these are uh, so funny, too. I mean, just like, yeah. get me out. Hey, stop beating me on ladder. It's very frustrating. Okay, stop. <laughs> And then you see like this whole string of Jack, Memnark, um, Keith, and uh, I, I can't read them all. It's too small on my screen. But like, God, it was so funny. The interactions. I avenged you, brother. You know, like, it's so funny. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is a very positive way to engage with the community. So, um, you know, hats off. I, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, and of course, you know, shout out to getting uh, a very, very nice rank. I, I don't remember exactly what rank uh, XR ended up with, but it was he, definitely in the top 50, which he, is he posted, uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, good. this is from a couple days ago. He posted he was at rank 49. And so like, hey, that's something. And you really got to push. I mean, it's one thing you can hit legend. Okay, no, whatever. But then to crawl from the ranks, I think. I saw someone hit recently that was in like the four thousands and I, I'm sitting around 1500 right now. Uh, but then this at like top 50, like top 50. Wow. Okay. That's, that's now something else where you really got to put in some time. And so, yeah, like I, I, you know, we'll talk about it later, but I, I, I went from 1100 to about 200 on EU and that was like, that's a lot of games. That's like, you know, you're, you're pushing a hundred games to do that. If you have like a 60% win rate, uh, getting out of the dumpster, uh, my apologies for those that don't like that term, but kind of getting out of like the thousands into the, you know, to the hundred range. Like it's, it's a, you know, it's a commitment. And it's a so lot it's of work. Cool yeah, it's the new grind, uh, so it makes you wonder, like I, what I wonder is like, where does he get the time? The guy's got a better job than I do. Like, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, so I've heard this before and, and I'd argue that his job is hearthstone. So I would mm -hmm. imagine that he has mm -hmm. a oh, certain sure. amount of his time, like working time clocked out to experience the game that he oversees and, and what mm -hmm. better way to get an appreciation for that experience than to partake in it. That's probably part of his job. I, I it'd be really interesting if that's the case and because I'm speculating, but almost certainly you know he he's trying to understand uh what the experience is like and the mm -hmm. fact that so much of that time was dedicated to wild was great and he did note in a tweet that the decks that we all love were probably his most uh, uh challenging experiences insofar as that he found playing against apm mage all variants and dark glare frustrating well uh, it's so yeah. It's good to see, like, I, I think, you know, what what we had said in the past is it felt like the devs were checked out or like they weren't, um, you know, Wild is a different format and you guys aren't paying as close attention to it and everyone, you know, nerfs are for standard. And so to have someone then who is very invested um, in Wild, it's like, hey, good. You know what? If there's something that's a problem, he will see it. Um and, you know, it, it's just interesting. And I think that this removes that argument of checked out, like, no, 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 you have to put in some time to get to that rank, you know, yeah. and we joke about his 13 star bonus, but like, for <laughs> 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 but, but for real, I mean, that's, that's some dedication. Now I understand also as, as a developer on the game, like there is, I, I'm sure that he's got some work time that he's able to like put in specifically to playing, but like, that's good. 
you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's like, you know, quality assurance or testing or whatever, and then interacting with people. And then if something's broken, like, is he going to see it? Yes, I think so. So, well, I mean, he's, he's been a, but he's, that was kind of how he got the job there was that he was a very, like, even, I think it was like back in beta or something, he was a top, one of the top players mm-hmm. and he caught the eye of, I want to say Mike Donay. And that's, they brought him aboard like that. So, I mean, the guy still definitely loves the game, but it is nice to at least see him on our side of the tracks, mm-hmm. you know, like, again, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of nerfs. Um, I know a lot of people aren't, but, you know, the fact that really did get to me, it really got under my skin, the fact that they said they would never nerf anything in wild. Um, but if he, if he sees like, like the, the, you know, the way that people lose to, uh, you know, flame waker mage or, or something like that, like, you know, maybe that, that does give sets off something at least gives us, gives me hope, I guess is what I'm trying to say, you know, yeah, that, for sure. Something might actually get done. I mean, again, I don't know that they're, interested in doing that anymore but at least i know there's hands-on stuff going on well not to foreshadow too much but uh we'll 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 be having a topic because that made the news cycle as well um but just for the sake of completion i'll I'll try to stick in order because i am not an experienced host so i want (laughs) to make sure i don't miss anything because there's so much so um yeah uh, another update is they seem to be rotating old heroes back into the store which is pretty cool uh, so this week, Illyria is back, and for those who who been waiting for Illyria, they got a little bit of a of a discount. It seems that was an error. So it launched at six ninety nine US. Uh, promptly, the price was raised to nine ninety nine US or twelve forty nine Canadian. Ouch! Um, but uh, I guess as a mea culpa, they're letting you purchase the hero with gold. This is a pretty cool one, Illyria. It's the hero that I associate with doing the most because he ran Illyria for forever. I actually don't have her. I'm debating if I want to drop the gold or not because Hunter has a lot of really nice skins now and I'm not actually sure that I, I would use it. But uh, she's there for about a week if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see what uh, hero cycles it next and what card back cycles it next. Uh, yeah, well. this one does come with a card back, by the way. So I thought that, I mean, it's it's interesting. I thought That's it was true, so yeah. It was funny though that uh, they're like, oh yeah oops we we made a mistake uh, we gave it to you too cheap <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, I I did pick up, uh, <laughs> I did pick up Medivh last week or <clears throat> whenever it was released uh, I didn't pick him up originally and I kind of regretted it so uh, I'm kind of happy that they come back it, it does it's nice to to have the opportunity to to pick these up i'm kind of hoping that they add the the pandaria or the the rainbow card back or the pirates card back soon uh because i've missed out on those but Mm -hmm. uh i mean we'll see uh i won't hold my breath yeah i would i would expect at some point i mean you know may not be next month but at some point in the next couple of years they'll probably cycle through all the old ones and then work their way through you know the years especially Rainbow. Rainbow is so huge. Speaking of card backs that are difficult to attain, uh, there's a new <laughs> card back called Golden Skies, only available for Masters. The Masters Tour completion. I think this is people who participate. So unlike the Golden Celebration card back, which was for a high finish, I think if you participate in the Masters Tour, you get this card back. And 
I know you love your 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 complete collections, Nate. So I think this one's stuck <laughs> in your craw a little bit. But, uh, I, I'm going to have to figure out how to participate in a Masters tour. <laughs> get, a high, the game. get a high legend finish and standard, yeah. easy, right? <laughs> yeah, Keck W. <laughs> Keck W. Good thing it's kind of ugly, uh, says uh, Shmoofy in chat. I, I actually think this one's kind of nice, uh, but uh, I think that in Nate's case, ugly, nice, or otherwise, you just want to have all of the collectibles right it's unfortunate i yes yes that's correct i won't deny it uh <laughs> you know it is what it is i think that it is something that i will not be getting it i i'm not like in love with it but it's unfortunate when you see something like this and it's like oh well there's one that i'm never getting but you know it is what it is i, I do think that you know does there need to be something exclusive for people who are uh playing at the super high levels competitively like sure okay it makes sense but but who knows maybe they'll sell it to us for like 10 bucks in 2023 they know? probably will this kind <laughs> the blizz kind 2021 or 22 card back you maybe. know what yeah. you guys i will laugh so hard when so you can go on ebay and buy like blizzard uh, blizzcon had card ba- like exclusive card backs in like 2017 2018 and yep. like you you the only way that you could get them is if you went to blizzcon or you can go on ebay and buy the code for like 800 bucks it's the only way to get a golden sath revere all right i'm gonna laugh so hard when like a year from now they drop that 2017 blizzcon card back in the shop and they're like 500 gold (laughs) yeah yeah you know those too yeah i bought the if you bought the like the digital uh the digital thing you could still get it too for the for the card back yeah I have, so, yeah, I mean, I I have a handful of them, but like mm-hmm. the super old ones, I don't. Uh, yeah. And yeah, no, it hurts, you know, or that golden Sathravar or your golden ETC, right? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yep. But eh, whatever, whatever. Because that is totally a collection only thing. Nobody's playing ETC, unfortunately. I'd love to see the ETC meta, but the yeah. old ETC, by the way, for for clarification purposes, right? Anyways, yeah, big patch coming next week. So, yeah, uh, this one was a bit of a bit of a surprise. So, a lot to cover here. So, I think the first the first item are the the quillbores coming to battlegrounds. And while this is a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast, uh, we've been known to dabble in the battlegrounds a little bit. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy battlegrounds. I find it a very low stakes social way to enjoy hearthstone with uh with some of the folks in the community some of my in real life friends we like to play together just as like a a nice quick casual game we can play i am terrible at it i'm happy to see how successful it is because it almost feels like a a different game within the game that kind of you know is something to do when you kind of have that middle middle of the month malaise with ladder or whatever yeah um and uh it's nice to see uh the support uh, although if it's anything like the last tribe, they'll probably be Omega OP until they get <laughs> tuned. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, I, I think that uh, just more battleground support is is awesome. Um, I like and it, and I look forward to it. Yeah. 
Um, now, this is the big news, and I think that this is a big one for you, Nate. Uh, Diamond Ragnaros dropping with the patch next oh, week. dude. <clears throat> you get Diamond Ragnaros if you have all of the legendary cards in Classic. So, by the way, I, I didn't even really think about this, but Classic is now a wild exclusive set because Core is standard. So, I mean, you know, we got the two Diamond cards with the drop. I know some people don't like them. I kind of, I kind of low key love them. I'm, I'm still waiting for my Diamond Kingsbane. For, for the Blizzard <laughs> folks who listen or watch this show, because we know you're out there, Diamond Kingsbane. All right. Now, uh, this is a wild <laughs> exclusive Diamond card, and, and this was a pretty good one to choose as well. Rag, Rag's pretty awesome. Oh, so classic. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I was joking earlier. It's only a matter of time. Like, concerned mom has to do. He has to do like a diamond Ragnaros big priest, uh, <laughs> it's like stream. I know he was running like like Ragnaros is his only minion in big priest. <laughs> Turbo rag big priest, yeah, he did he did well with it. I mean, he's uh, could do well with anything, but uh, th- I wanna, this is really awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see the animations on this, and I. I honestly i'm surprised that they brought it this quick because ixar was saying like they they brought this to fruition really quick like they were not they were just talking about this a couple weeks ago where he was saying hey in in old sets if they, if we released one or two diamond cards from these old sets what would they be like what are some you know and it was getting community feedback and then i swear it's like two weeks later hey diamond ragnaros we're like what what <laughs> okay <laughs> So, um, Rag sees uh, quite a bit of play in classic, also. So there's different yeah. places to kind of take advantage of. Them as and well, so yeah, no, this just dropped like what yesterday? I think I've not seen any of the animations or anything. Like this is all new. Those so. have not been released. Yeah, it was just a still. Yeah, so, just the card. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Hey, one thing uh, I did want to bring up, though, in terms of before we get too far away from the quill bores. Uh, yeah. In in terms of wild, is that they're re um, they're adding Quillbore as a tribe uh, to the existing cards, so both standard and wild. There's a handful of cards that are all getting this as a as a tag now, and so there's some wild exclusive ones. Hench Clan Thug is, I think, the only one that ever really saw play in wild. Um, oh, that's really cool. Hench Clan Thug is a Quillbore. Who it, I guess that it I guess makes he is a pig. It makes sense, right? Yeah, when uh, you see them all out, you see that they're all just. They're all pig-looking things. So anything that looks like a pig is probably a cool boar. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, Death Speaker Blackthorn is a cool boar. And where I think that this is interesting, you know, and big shout-outs to Imic for the graphics here. Um, my first glance was like, okay, well, this doesn't really mean anything for us. Okay, now it has a tribe, whatever. Uh, but what I could see is that with the mini set coming out, there may be something that says, hey, give your Quillbore plus, you know, one plus one or whatever it is that interacts with that tribe specific. And then Imic had this other graphic um, that showed some cards that interact with uh, tribe specific. So your amalgams will now be also considered a Quillbore. Tent Trasher will get a reduction uh, for Quillbore, things like that. And or the big one. And of course, it doesn't see a lot of play, at least right now, is the new Nazoth, uh, God of the Deep, that says resurrect a friendly minion of each minion type. So this would add Quillbore to that uh, res pool as well. So that's interesting. I mean, I mean, I don't know how impactful it is now, although I think something that may come up later was a, a, a question that we got in our Discord about um, 
you know, sleeper cards or pack filler cards that may be impactful later. And so I think there's definitely room for some discussion here. Anyways, yeah, that, that was, I mean, yeah, sorry, carry on. No, no, I'll just say it, with the, the, the Nuzat thing, I mean, who knows, you know, like it, it, that could be something down the line, like, you know, like mm-hmm. it may not be this expansion, but next expansion could be a thing. And, and the fact that Hench Clan Thug, and, and it, I, because I think the only one that actually, the only class I saw that ran Nunezoth was Warrior that I can remember. Maybe maybe a little bit in Druid too. Uh, but Nench Clan Thug is, is is a solid like comeback card for, for those, both those classes. So Yeah, and um, I think it's like it, tier five, but I goofed yeah. around with it a little bit in Paladin. Uh, Shrival is a beast. So, I mean, there's there's some stuff you can do. You know, it's nothing that's like tier one, but it's there's there's yeah. some things and you know, what we see over the years is that something that's not playable right now is going to be potentially playable, you know, in a couple of years or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a, a cool, uh, cool highlight. I didn't, I didn't even realize that even it wasn't obvious to me in the show notes that it would have that impact. So mm. thank you for keeping me on track and of honest course. there. Uh, that's an interesting, uh, <laughs> a takeaway. Um, also dropping in this patch, uh, this one was pretty awesome. Uh, Ten additional portraits that are unlocked when you hit rank 200 on the rewards track cumulatively. And to be very clear, because there was a lot of confusion around this, and I may have helped propagate that confusion, is that it is retroactive. So if you gained 100 levels in the Dark Moon Fair rewards track, that will count. Right. So, <laughs> dude, um, I, I had to read this. I, I asked the same question, and he, Chad, responded. Uh, Celestlon responded to mine by pointing to this one, which I thought was funny. Uh, Wildcard and I sitting here going around in circles in the Discord, like all upset that it wasn't retroactive. And I had to read this thing three times because it, he said, he, he very clearly says that it is retroactive. Uh, it just, yeah, it just, you know, it was a tweet, so you know how it is. You kind of just misread it, but uh, it is retroactive, which is good to hear because 200 levels on the reward track is is intense. Uh, so these are pretty exclusive um, portraits. Uh, if if you go back um, to the portrait view, they're also quite nice. I, I think most of them are uh quite lovely uh you know so that begs the question you know you'll get your first one probably when you complete this reward track or soon thereafter which one do you take they're wearing all uh armor sets from wow and uh they're they're not ones that i'm immediately familiar with but they're they're all of some note i mean i'm biased i like shaman and rogue but the the rogue one once again is just so nice uh it, it's 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 calling me so uh but i i do like uh Gul'dan as well and uh uh the the anduin one looks pretty good too they're they're all awesome so so it'll be a tough place. yeah we'll have to ask goliath next time he's around so i've got i can i can pull this up and, and cover myself up real quick so these are these are armors uh from wow uh, and so there's definitely some lore here. What it is, you know, I don't know the story behind any of this, so that'll be interesting. Um, I don't, I yeah, I don't know. But but there's definitely a story. Uh, Martian Boo brought up that Uther, the Paladin, 
like the skin has this really cool mask that unfortunately not wearing in the portrait. Um, the hood, I believe he the, said. The yeah, hood, yeah. the hood with the mask. It's the one in the upper right corner here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's super cool, but oh well. But anyways, hey, where did you guys end up last time? Do you remember what, what rank you were when uh, the ladder reset? Yeah, I, I tried to look at my old scoot shots. I couldn't find it, but I, I'm sure. I think I was probably in the mid to high 200s. I don't. Maybe I was around 300. But I mean, it's cumulative, right? So so it's every 200, right? It's not just when you hit 200, yes, right? It's, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's so every early. 200, yeah. Yeah, if you got the max, which I think was three hundred last time, and you hit like a hundred. I, I think you'll get two. It, it's, yeah. We're gonna find out really soon, but that 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 mm-hmm. is my understanding. I didn't hit nearly as high as some. I don't even know if I got a hundred, or maybe I did, but uh, I'm probably only gonna get one. But uh, man, it, it's tough. Thrall looks pretty cool. I'll probably end up going for Valera. I, I just. I really like some of the non-thrall skins for Shaman. I think I'm going to take the level 100 thrall this time. So I'll probably, we'll see. Usually, I, I think I overthink these things, and then when the time comes, I just snap pick. I don't. Think much about it. That's kind of that's fine too. There's so many skins now. It's like we were so starved for them before, and now we've got this abundance. It's 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 almost overwhelming to me at, at times. You know, where I'm just like. I, I, you know, I've got more skins than I have decks. I mean, again, we need more deck slots yet again, even though we got just got nine more, just so I could fill out my skins. Right. Know? That's great. Or, or like you've been suggesting forever, Nate, a random skin selector. That would be pretty that cool be too. Yeah. I'm telling you, they got to do it. It's got to be easy. It cannot be that hard. But nothing's easy. Anytime someone at work says, Andrew, just it'll be easy. I turn around in the opposite direction and I run as fast as I can. <laughs> nothing, nothing is easy. Uh, for those asking in chat and for those listening, these will have unique voice lines. Uh, also, the previous skins uh, for the level 100 and the reward tracks, they all have unique voice lines now as well. So they, they retroactively upgraded those. And apparently, uh, they all can be sampled in the Firestone deck tracker. So I probably should give it a try. Although, uh, uh, no auto squelch. Uh, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but, uh, it's pretty cool that that that's all included in there as well. So yeah, a a nice addition. Uh, I think it's cool to have rewards that uh, encourage you to play the game. Uh, Especially, I tend to kind of park once i hit a certain rank because i i want to maintain it and stuff like this that i think gets me to engage with the game a little bit more and i i i just love cosmetics so uh i i think it's a fantastic addition yeah me too and this is something i think for the people who like there was a lot of complaining on twitter like big shocker but but like people were so upset that there were new skins with no new voice lines and so the fact that they would go in afterwards and then like take that feedback and then go and add voice lines to all of these is really cool. I, I mean, it's just neat. And they're not, you know, anything all that crazy um, or anything super original or whatever, but like they're unique. And so get, having different emotes for the different heroes is, is cool. That's um, I think it's huge. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, yeah, it, that is, I'm sure that's a lot of work and that's a lot of money. I think also like, what's the incentive to the devs, right? Hey, I got to go hire, not only I have to hire 10 different actors, like voice actors, 
but then I got to do it for, you know, how, how many different languages. Um, so it's not like, I mean, that's a money investment right there, uh, from a, from a management point of view. So definitely, um, there's, there's some behind the scenes work in that. And yeah, to echo what blue train said, if you aren't familiar with firestone, it's the deck tracker application, um, kind of like HS replay, there's a collection manager and you can look at your coins and your hero portraits and stuff. But it's cool. Cause if you look at the portraits, even if you don't own them, you can go in and do and look at all the different voice lines. And it's not just your standard emotes, but they've got all of them listed there. Not only um, they've got the holiday ones. So your, um, you know, winter veil and Halloween and all that, they've got pirates day, but what they've also got, and I assume that this is just from data mining is that they've got all of the special voice lines for uh, interactions, either with other characters or with other cards. And so, you know, like the Malfurion and Tyrande interaction, like it's in there and all that stuff. Or when you play an orc card with um, uh, the new warrior hero, um, like there's special voice line interactions and all that stuff is, is in that deck tracker. So it's worth checking out. I think it's pretty cool. So next up, I... This patch is huge. It's it's one of the biggest ones they've released in a long time. Um, while it won't come out with the patch, it's going to be included in for a later release. The thing that we've all been waiting for, no joke, no kappa, the Thrall Book of Heroes is finally coming. Now, <laughs> I know you've all been waiting for this. Shaman being the best class, I know that, that Nate's been waiting for it. Wildcard's been waiting for it. Uh, Mike and Megan, who are listening in the car right now, I do both, by the way. They've been waiting for it. I mean, I don't even know if Megan plays Hearthstone, but but you know, she's been waiting for the Thrall Book of Heroes uh, hero and card pack and shaman pack and all that good stuff that comes with it as well. Actually, it doesn't have a card back, but I'm happy that it's finally releasing and it it looks pretty rad. Uh, I'm a big shaman fan, so getting. Uh, cool new shaman skins is is where it's at it looks so, so cool uh, though it really does yeah i'll be so honest that, that'll be pretty neat it's irritating for me that they drop a patch on may the 4th and then you can't and then this content doesn't come out for a month like like come on i don't know i mean it is what it is i guess the, like the rokara one I'm just came out boring. and they're trying to pace themselves and I, I understand that, but like we've been we've been crying for like when's the next book of heroes? When's the next book of heroes? And they're like, all right, in a month, and then we're like, in a month. But yeah, I it it does give me a bit of uh, uh, anxiety to wait for it. I, I Martian was talking about this in a stream that like don't announce things that far out. It just makes me sad that I can't have it right away, and I think that echoes my sentiment as well. Me too. Uh, so. Yeah. But but at least it's something to look forward to. It and looks cool I, though. Yeah, Thrall has a pretty cool story as well in in the in the WoW uh, universe. He's a character that I enjoy quite a bit. So I'm kind of hoping that they do it justice with the kind of the solo player content. Uh, so so that'll be pretty cool also. Yeah, they're making. Uh, I wonder if they're pacing it out with um, like the mini set. Like if the mini set's coming out in, in June, mid June or something like that. Like if it needs to be, you know, boop, 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 where it's I'm like something hoping. each month. Get four shadows, some good shaman cards. You said. <laughs> I'm but, sure uh, you'll be right. Yes. I don't know what the timing is. On you that, just but... said you just said good and shaman cards in the same sentence. 
just wait until we talk about the uh, the, the the deck of the week. Uh, you know, when we get there because uh, I, I finally repped Shaman. I did did it some justice, but uh, you're it's, right, you're it's right. dangling. But I think that with the upcoming meta changes, it's about to fall deep in the dumpster again. Of course, as everyone is aware, it's it's unplayable and standard as well. Yeah, we tried. We Yikes. really tried hard. Oh gosh, <laughs> did we ever? Um, brutal. Uh, yeah, Blue Train uh, and I really tried hard to make standard Murloc Shaman work, and it does not work. <laughs> what's, what's the hang up? It sucks, dude. I just it sucks. They don't have the the doesn't have the cards that Wild has to like make it go. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't have Underbelly Angler. It doesn't have Mermy. It doesn't have it just doesn't have. Well, it didn't have the draw cards either, right? Uh, ice, ice fishing, fishing. yeah. yeah Angler is yeah. like a draw card, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, all right. So then we got these battle ready decks. Uh, so this is something new as well. So ten ten different decks you can buy. They cost twenty bucks US, nineteen ninety nine US a pop, and it's a ready built meta deck, including all of you know. I mean, like the, the whole deck. So you get. You know, whatever legendaries, epics, whatever comes in it. I think this is interesting. I, I feel like it's really designed for new players who, you know, you don't have an established collection. You can get a meta deck. Uh, it comes with whatever legendaries you need. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the, the interesting. Oh, sorry. Go for it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm 50 50 on it because I'm, I'm, it's interesting. It's, it's good because you wonder when you're, when you start a new game. Um, and you're new to say you're new to Hearthstone. Probably about two weeks in, you're probably ready to commit money to it, and 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 you're probably still, I would assume, under rank twenty at that point, or or, or you're still in the the beginner ones, right? So is this a good investment for you? I mean, this because because that when you when you're new to a game, you want the best thing. At that point, you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. I want to start climbing. Are these decks viable to climb with? What at that point that they're at in the ladder? I think um, I, mean, I, I think so. I, I mean, like if you buy the shaman one, given the state of shaman, you'll struggle. But if you buy one of the top classes, they they they're pretty good. I, I think that I really think that this is an important uh, tool for for newcomers mm-hmm. that can make a finite investment and kind of get that 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 extra oomph to start playing. I, I started playing Runeterra a couple months back when I needed a little break from Hearthstone. I still play with it casually. They have this in Runeterra, and and it was really awesome for a new player such as myself to kind of say, "Well, I can commit to that. It's not a, it's not that expensive." And I, I was able to take that prefab deck all the way up to their version of Diamond. I, I think that you could you could get pretty far and, and have success with it. I think this is a really good way it, it helps the new player experience and it kind of takes away some of the um uh stresses of of you know like could you imagine wild card like you're a new player and you want to make a deck and you dust every card you have and 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 you, ha- you can make one deck out of it and that's stressful because what if you make the wrong choice where this yeah. you, you can invest a small amount of money and get something that well is probably not optimal uh it's pretty close to it so i, I mm-hmm. think this is I mean, I, I think it's it's a good thing to have. I, I suppose people will do deep dives on whether you're getting the maximum value for your investment, and I don't know about that. But conceptually, I'm I'm a fan. Well, yeah, I mean, so, I, I think 
I think back to it like I was a new player like eons ago, like six years ago at Hearthstone and like making like a ping hunter and things like that stuff, you know, like I didn't have any legendaries that worked and stuff like that. So it, it it's certainly it's certainly a get it and go. I do appreciate that aspect of it. Um but yeah, that was just sort of my thought was just like is is it worth it? But yeah, it's it certainly probably saves them a lot of headache in the long run if it's at least optimal enough to to get them to that next level, get them into the bronze and, and whatnot. So yeah, so they did they did an FAQ here, and I thought this was interesting. So first off, the question is, you know, is this can you only buy this with real money or can you use it with in game gold? Right now, they said it costs nineteen ninety nine US. There's no indication that uh, it there's you're going to be able to buy it with gold. So I kind of doubt it. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting is that they specifically waited. So they, they released an FAQ with this, and they said that they waited until the meta sort of shook out a little bit so that ideally, you know, these are well-performing decks. Like, this isn't your deck recipe. Like, these are... These, like, this is what you would pull off from, like, HS Replay as a quote-unquote good deck, um, which I think is interesting. In terms of, you know, viability or whatever, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see. So they said, hey, why? So the first question is, why can't I buy this when the expansion first launches? And they said, hey, we, um, number one, we want to make sure that we preserve that exploration phase. So when the expansion first comes out, people have a chance to play before we release what we think is good. But I think they also said that, hey, we want some time to see as things shake out, we can analyze the results and then give you like a good deck instead of like, because we get the deck recipes at the very start. And a lot of times, like, they're they're definitely a good starter in terms of standard, but, like, you would change a third of the deck, maybe. Um, so we'll see. I think that's interesting. The other thing I think that is um, interesting, this specific question here says, what happens if I buy a battle-ready deck, but I already have most of the cards? They said, hey, you'll get those cards again as duplicates, which you can disenchant, which is like, okay. But then the follow-up question, of course, is, hey, what about the cards in this deck that are core cards? And the answer is, well, you don't get duplicate core cards. So uh, what it will do is if you have not unlocked them yet, it will auto advance you to rank 10 where you unlock the cards. But like you're not getting duplicate core cards. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And then, yeah. and then the other question is, hey, what happens if my battle-ready decks? Uh, get nerfed and they and the answer here is well we don't expect any of these to get nerfed but if they do you'll get a full dust refund on anything that's eligible uh that's an interesting one right there right so I uh, asked, yeah because convictions in the paladin deck <laughs> yeah exactly exactly now one one other thing that i will say real quick just as a is this is like their interesting very last point on the faq was hey th- this will like if you buy one of these, you get all the cards in your in your set. Uh, if you buy one of these and you have deck slots available, it will build it right away for you. If you buy one of these and all 27 deck slots are full, uh, the cards will go into your collection, but it won't build it for you. But they give you the codes for all of these. Like they're on the website right now, so you can put them together if you want. Um, I asked a question in the Discord and Schmoopy Daddy was nice enough to do all of the homework for us. So my question was, as 
as someone who has all of these cards, is it worth it to buy one of these bundles for the dust value alone? Um, and so he put together this list here that shows the dust value excluding core cards because you don't get dust refund for those. And so, you know, is it worth it to buy one of these just for the dust? And it looks like at first glance, Rogue has 2000 dust, but that the Paladin deck includes two copies of Conviction and two copies of Crab Rider, which... <laughs> might be potential nerf targets, right? So, um, or or uh, Warlock has Ticketus. So, you know, uh, take you know take that with a grain of salt, or make that you know what you will. But uh, so we'll see. Let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So it's not the full dust value; it's the normal dust value that you would get back. Correct? Yeah, this is just if you got duplicates. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, oh yeah, I don't think that you can, that's an interesting question. Sorry. There's a loud motorcycle outside the house. If so, the rogue deck contains man which also is uncraftable because you get it for free on the rewards track. Uh, I sincerely doubt that they would give you a second copy of man but I guess it's possible. So I don't know. I don't know. It, this this whole thing is interesting. Um, I could yeah. see very much like getting one of these for my son, who you know this this is great because you could get this deck and it's playable and it's cool. Um, now, it, it, as someone who has the cards, like, is it worth spending twenty bucks on just dust? Like, eh, I don't. I don't know. I kind of don't think so. Yeah. Two, for I, two thousand dust, like that's not even that much dust. So, not even a legendary no. <laughs> or gold legendary, you know. Yeah. Are there any other kinds? I guess so diamond. Well, that's why I said legendary. I didn't even think about it in other terms. We well, I mean, like, that's yes. bit, so. The, here's the counter argument, right? And Schmoopy Daddy was saying, "Hey, if you buy twenty packs for twenty bucks, you know, that's you probably get one legendary, where this mm-hmm. guarantees you four. So. You know, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I think it'll be really interesting because uh, this is a good segue into the, the last big piece of news to come out of what we thought was going to be a slow news week. And I feel like we've been talking about the news for an eternity. Nerfs. Yeah. Nerfs are coming. They're coming after the Masters Tour next week. So what this means is not next week, but the week after we're going to likely see either the nerfs drop or at least get announced. And I think that there are some obvious targets, there are some likely targets, and then there are some feels-bad targets in that they don't really have a good power level, but people hate them anyways. Um, And uh, I think that uh, I'll kind of go through them in that order. So I think that and, and I want to be—I want to just caveat this all out that this is this is my speculation, my opinion. Uh, I've formed these opinions by discussing them with members of the community that are very insightful and talented. Um, but you know, I could be flat out wrong. Maybe you know, in two weeks' time, they decide to nerf Secret Passage again, and and y'all can laugh <laughs> at me. Um, they better not do that, by the way. Uh, so first up on the nerf block, um, Encanter's Flow. 
a problematic card in wild but also standard still um and ridiculous hat uh in a conversation in a in a private discord posted the visual that that you see on the screen that shows its standard win rate as 67.6 percent um when kept in the mulligan which is obscene and for those who have played or play against apm mage having encanters flow in the mulligan also obscene it, yeah. i mean it is mana cheat personified which is always a problematic thing and i think this card is a shoo-in to get nerfed it's a problem in wild it's a problem in standard it's a problem it's a feels bad it'll depending on what they do it could either slow down apm and mazaki mage and wild which are uh, we get into the meta discussion are, are are very much helping to define the meta um but uh yeah like mxn chat i died on turn four today likely to apm mage we, we all have turn four they like you know they're playing all these cards and and i will say this that not only is it obscenely strong it also feels really bad to play against because unlike dark glare or like Starliner Druid or Naga Druid that kind of just vomits out their hand in one fell swoop and you lose the game. You're kind of held hostage while they play all their cards, which takes forever mm -hmm. because you're not going to concede on the spot because sometimes they're playing off the top of their deck. They might whiff. So yeah. while you're waiting for that, well, maybe they'll whiff moment, you're, you're eating up a lot of time. And, and for those who know me well... I don't like wasting time. I don't like playing control decks typically because the games drag on too long. But at least if I decide to play control deck, that's my choice. Whereas waiting for the APM mage to do their thing, that's not my choice. I'm held prisoner to it. So I think for that reason and the scene power level we've seen here, I think it's a candidate for a nerf. Ridiculous Hat also basically said he, he believes it is as well, which kind of validates, in my opinion, that opinion, although caveat he has no inside information on that that's just his view but i think it's a well-founded so well, encanter's flow he, likely to get nerfed he also works with uh, like with zach on vicious syndicate as part of their podcast and like i mean he's a data hound and so i mean that in the you know as a compliment and <laughs> It's, I, I mean, I, I think it's valid in, in looking back at our like top 10, top 15 cards. This was one of them. I mean, that's how we always say that wild is degenerate and cheating mana is the most degenerate thing that you can do. And this is obscene. Like this was one of my top 10. Like, I think I probably gave it a five to be nerfed. Like the, I would not be surprised at all if this was nerfed, like not even one tiny bit. So... I think the big question is, let's say, I, I don't know how they would nerf it, but let's say, for example, they made it cost three instead of two. That was the nerf. Mm -hmm. Does that even, is that enough to kill APM Mage and Mazaki Mage? I, I don't know. I think it's still spooky, but it would help aggro blow it out easier because I think yeah. that turn four becomes less possible but i don't even know if it's enough to kill it but i i would i would encourage everyone to reserve judgment even if that is the nerf because we've seen small tweaks that look kind of insignificant up front actually have a material impact down the line but I, I i'd be really curious to see that um yeah. ben says no it will need to go to four i you might be right ben um i i i 
I don't know. Who knows what they'll do is, is really the question, but this is a very problematic card. Yeah, and, and you got to think of it, of course, again, from a standard perspective, because they're much more reserved about nerfing wild cards. So if they want to slow things down, they're not going to come after like a Sorcerer's Apprentice like we would want them to for a while. It would be the Neat Cantor's Flow. Would, that's the easier thing to nerf for them. You know, it's the, it's the, the easier target, essentially. Yeah, well, and take a look at take a look at Encanter's Flow side by side with Refreshing Spring Water, where Encanter's Flow, and I think both are very good cards, right? Because even then, in the right deck, ninety nine percent of the time, and okay, I'm exaggerating that percentage, but like typically, Refreshing Spring Water is draw two cards, get you know get all your mana back, and even the win rate there in Encanter's Flow is uh, almost sixty eight percent to spring waters 55.7 percent and so like i think spring water is a potential target as well although maybe not i mean the 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 troublesome effect here is that with sorceress apprentice and encanter's flow refreshing spring water not only costs no mana everyone makes fun of it saying it's pot of greed but it's worse than that because if you if you have the engine running it actually gives you mana back it's like it's like playing nourish for free and drawing exactly yeah choose two effect right so i that's very that's a very problematic interaction so i i I would i don't know so 100 percent on encanter's flow i mean you heard it here and you can all laugh at me when they don't nerf it although we'll be the the butt of that joke if they don't unless you love apm mage uh, but I think water is definitely uh, in the crosshairs just because of the uh, interaction. Maybe they tune it so that it can't net you mana anymore, and maybe that would be a little bit more fair. Like, at best, it's a free draw, too. But, I, I mean, I think that we'll, we'll have to see. But I, I definitely think that on my picks of cards that are definitely in the potential of getting nerf, refreshing spring water would probably be second on that list. Yeah, like I, I, I would like them both to get hit, but the question is, is do they? Because would that destroy anything in standard? Would that destroy, you know, the decks in standard? Well, the problem with the if decks like hit. APM Mage and Mazaki Mage and 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 Spell Mage and Standard is that they kind of it's hard to balance, right? They kind of walk this line of being broken or being like a timmy deck or a meme Mm -hmm. and i i don't know maybe they can find that balance i'd like them to if they can but i I mean what's worse wild card i and i don't know the answer to this question having it be overtuned or having it be like a non-factor in in the competitive meta i'm sure that there's a varying opinion on that but i i don't know what's the right answer i mean if you guys have been watching masters tour and i have primarily because they've been doing youtube drops Um, (laughs) hey i got two packs today um and so i i've been watching and i've had some downtime from work from my my recovery um but like even after so people were playing both encanters encanters flow and refreshing spring water when they were running um deck of lunacy for two and then they nerfed it to four and then i watched all day today and most people have cut Deck of Lunacy, but they're still playing Spell Mage. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, the deck is still strong. Now, it, it's a little bit different because you're not getting 
uh, Nagrin slam for seven anymore, but like it's still tons and tons of mana cheat. So you can hit, you know, fireball to the face for like two mana, three mana, whatever it is. And like, it's, um, it's very strong. So I, I wouldn't be too surprised if it got hit at all. And it, it feels very much meta, you know? So yeah, I don't, we'll see what other, um, so the next card that you listed here was Crab Rider, <laughs> and so I mean, I love for those who watch my stream or or have watched us co-op. I mean, I always lament that Crab Rider is busted, and 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 as an aggro player, I mean, I play it, I I enjoy it when when I'm not at the business end of a Crab Rider, but Crab Rider is busted. Now, will they nerf it? I would have thought that it would be definitely a candidate, but based on the feedback uh, on the tweet that you just showed on the screen, and I'll, I'll let you read it in a moment, Nate, for those who are listening and not watching, I don't think they're going to touch Crab Rider. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me. I mean, I um, <clears throat> I think uh, Ixar's comment here, someone says, hey, do you think that Crab Rider is too overpowered? He says, not yet. It's an, it's an early to mid game card for minion style control decks, different but not completely different from cards like Firefly, Tar Creeper, Sludge Belcher. Cards like that promote an onboard fighting and punish decks that don't engage. Are you joking me? Like this is the most degenerate aggro you that, card. You hear that wild card? It's it's a control tool that would never <laughs> play an aggro deck. It's an all you know. I'm a control player. It's an all my control decks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't well, think he meant that it goes in control decks. I think he meant yeah, it's a tool to, to kind of control yeah, I the it, board. I but I, I mean, still, it kind of doesn't read that way. But uh, yeah. uh, I mean, like that card is just bonkers. In in hand buff paladin, murloc shaman, uh, it it would see play an even shaman if it was a better deck. Um, I mean. Any deck that's not an odd force deck that's aggressive in wild will want want to run Crab Rider, and it's also running Roughshod all over Standard too. So who knows? Maybe they'll get more data and they'll change their perspective on this. But uh, well, a one four Wind Fury Rush, like I mean, I remember when we used to lament that uh, the Flying Machine uh, Mech Wind Fury, which cost more mana and wasn't Rush, was like ridiculous in in. Yeah mech hand buff paladin and, and i mean crab rider is just like that power crept to the nth degree i mean so here's my hot take on this right it the you have to look like to understand or to to i think to accurately predict nerves granted ixar's been playing a lot of wild lately this card is not necessarily a big problem in wild i don't think i mean it's good i don't think it's a huge problem in wild it, when we look at problems I look at, you know, I think Naga Sea Witch, uh, you know, original Dark Lair Warlock, APM Mage, that type of like super power level. Like this is not there where they they look at nerfs is from a standard perspective because that's where the money is and that's where the majority of players are. And what's crazy is that there are multiple decks in standard because this is a neutral card that if you drop this on two uncontested, and then you buff it the next turn, you're hitting your opponent for 8 to 10 in the face on turn 2. And that is not healthy for the game. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Right. I mean... <laughs> Check this out. I've got the nerf for Crab Rider, okay? This is the nerf that we need. We're going to make it happen. 
Crab Rider will read two mana, one five Rush Wind Fury, but it becomes Shaman exclusive. Huh? <laughs> oh <Nah>. my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All right, fair the, enough. You no. know the problem is that the four health is really difficult to deal with. Yeah. Uh, e- even if they made it a one three, that'd probably be fine. I don't know. We saw we saw with Watch Post how much the one health drop had an impact. Uh, so absolutely, it would help. But I mean, it would still be, I think, a very strong card. I mean, but, I, uh, I'd be interested if you pulled up the HS replay stats on this one. What the win rate keep like the keep rate percent is? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it might be worth checking out after. I imagine it's very good. I, I do think that the other card that I I genuinely believe will uh be a nerf candidate even though it is in a prefab deck is conviction the one mana fireball or one mana pyroblast as it has been referred to the reason i'm confident it will be nerfed is because they nerfed nitro boost poison for standard rip nitro boost poison hopefully you'll be back next year in a revert which was effectively a one mana four damage card now Yes, you could get an extra swing with your weapon over multiple turns, but Conviction is just, it has that same mana-to-power ratio, and we've seen how strong it is. It's propelled hand-buff Paladin. Uh, we'll review in the meta reports. Everyone says that hand-buff is, is a meta-defining Tier 1 deck, and I mean, the sheer amount of burst that you get with the Chargers in Conviction really show showcase that conviction is also really strong and standard you know like you coin out crab rider on one and then you conviction next turn and you've got a four four uh wind fury that's you know smack and face for eight hand of a doll is also uh in in standard as well and you can pile that on top and you can blow out a game with crab rider easy i mean i've i've i played quite a bit of hand buff on an a last month and you know, if I queued into a mage, that was the play. Mull for Crab Rider, throw out the Crab Rider, buff it, and hopefully they can't answer it and close the game out. It's ridiculous. But as the thing is, again, as my name dictates, I, don't, I only dabble in standard, but how how much silence do they have? Because that's usually the way I deal with it when I see a Crab Rider. It's an easy silence target. You there's, know it's coming. There's no Not silence. Much. There's like no silence in standard. Okay. Uh, almost none. Uh, I guess there's a couple like you could play an owl, I think, but like yeah. it's best not... way to to deal with crab rider and wild is Zeph into hungry crab, which that annoys me that that's a a, a card in in the Zeph pool just <laughs> for Murloc reasons. But uh, I mean, there's a little bit more of an out in wild, and and you have more silence options, but. Uh, but yeah, not a lot of silence. Probably it's mostly restricted to Demon Hunter right now. I would imagine. I don't. I don't well, and even then, Demon Hunter lost their silence. Yeah. They well, they oh, still have they, they have Mage Hunter. Is the two three oh, true, the yeah. two three rush that will silence what it attacks? Oh, that was the one I was thinking about. That that rotated. Yeah. yeah so but the other, right. you know, the other the good silence one that was silence and draw a card uh, rotated, which is unfortunate. I see. Yeah. Uh, for for standard anyhow, but. Um, yeah, conviction I think makes sense to me. That was another one of my top ten. It which also works very very well in Odd Paladin. By the way, I did very well earlier this month with Odd Paladin. Yeah, I remember you went like twelve and 
two or it was absurd yeah it was great it the deck is or that card is amazing and so i wouldn't be too surprised and um i'm trying to think the the other card that i could see getting hit and they've said no so many times that it'd be funny if they did it was ticketus where it's well well, here's my thought right it's before nobody was playing it right it was a feels bad card it's definitely a feels bad card when it happens but it's got a low win percent uh but that was before this meta shake up and everything changed and now tice you know is winning games with it in grandmasters and did you read nate the the standard vs report that came out yesterday i'll paraphrase what they said about shaman shaman sees virtually no play because it is a terrible class and doesn't have bad cards in it like Ticketus that people insist on playing anyhow even though it doesn't win <laughs> now i'm paraphrasing but it, it had that tone to it it stats wise and standard it doesn't win either but i do agree that it is a feels bad card and they have nerfed cards because it is feels bad i I like Ticketus, not that I like playing it, I don't, but I like playing against it because as an aggro player, you know, when you pop a Void Collar, you always have that moment of, do I lose the game on the spot? And when Ticketus slams on the table, it's like, you know, face is still wide open and you usually win the game. So, I, I mean, I, I, for that for that reason, I kind of hope they don't selfishly, but I, I think that it's by popular demand of the player base i i i could see it being a target and i think that uh it's it's a bit of a crapshoot they seem to be quite stubborn on it but i mean it, wild card i know you have a lot of thoughts on this so i'm interested yeah, to yeah. hear what you have to say but it is a feels bad it, it's no, a ba- it creates bad play experiences and that's right right and then no it's, it's exactly what it is and i've been a i've been a proponent of of nerfing it since it came out and it is for that. I don't feel like, oh, it's overpowered and anything like that. But it is. It's the 5 or 10 loss of cards. It's just, especially when you get the 10, it's almost like an auto loss in wild, especially for control players. Because there goes my deck. I'm not going to, I haven't been smashing your face down this whole time. If you're playing control deck and Ticketus comes down, you're probably screwed. Um, so, like, just taking it from 5 to maybe 3. I think is reasonable. It's a neat. It's it's a very neat card. No, it's I not. It down. <laughs> it, 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 it's disgusting. Let's let's, I, let's. It is disgusting, but I think taking it down to like two or three would be fair. I hit. I, I mean, I don't. I think that's a little bit extreme, personally. Like, because I have you have to corrupt it sure, to sure. Dis, to discard only two. But like, yeah. I, but I agree. I mean. I hit legend. It's still a big body, though. I mean, <laughs> I I hit legend with uh, with Reno Lock last month, and I will tell you, like playing brand Ticketus and make you're forcing your opponent to discard a third of their deck, like the rage quit. I Awful. mean, yeah. it. Now I will also agree I mean, with are what you guys gonna still be on speaking terms after this, knowing now <laughs> that Nate did brand Ticketus, oh. like his wild card uh, is not down with the brand Ticketus, <laughs> <laughs> right? I will yeah. say that blue train. I think you're correct in terms of like that's what you don't want to see as like a super greedy warlock player is that hey like i'm sitting on that ticket is it's a dead card in my hand because i have to play something that costs seven or more mana before it corrupts and i'm not going to play it before it corrupts and if it drops accidentally you can still go face and like there's there's a lot of times it's a dead card um but then again like if you're in the mirror match 
or against a, a slower like a control deck, you know, it uh, it's game winning. And so, you know, it's interesting. I, I I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I just wouldn't I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, if it got hit. I'm not quite sure if there's anything else though in terms of nerves. Um, and again, you know, we wild show, but it's it's the nature of it that standard dictates the nerves. I see chat yeah. laughing at this concept of born to be standard, but like that's that that is the reality of the situation is that they're not going to nerf something specifically for wild unless it's such a huge problem. Now with Ixar playing a ton of wild lately, I you know he's got a good. Uh, grasp on it i know he's he switched he used to do his amas on wednesday night and he's doing them on friday night so there's one going on right now last week he said no wild nerfs are are planned he basically said the same thing tonight um now and then he acknowledged that uh apm like flame waker mage and dark glare are the current like op feels bad um decks so you know we'll see but i still think there's there's nothing planned right now um so you know we'll see we'll see yeah i think only if something's win rate is just too ridiculous is probably when they'd step in but as long as things are still within the 50 to 60 range they're probably going to be hands off and wild unfortunately from my perspective well i i I can't think of anything else that would get nerfed i'm not sure if if you guys have anything um but those are those are my picks and my thoughts around them um and uh, I think that uh, if, if there aren't any, it might be a good segue into a more broader meta discussion. But any final nerf picks or anything that you'd like to see, even as a long shot? Do you think Mozaki would ever get touched? No. Yeah. I, I, I know. So. I don't think so. And it's, it's kind of funny because Mozaki, like, it, it, it's really interesting. Like, Mozaki Mage... It's, it reminds me of old like old school like freeze mage or exodia mage or something like that yeah. it's easy to mess up like I, pr- I played a lot of it with ben from work and the number of games that i lost just because i misplayed like i didn't go fast enough my apm was too slow i misclicked like is off the chart like i probably my own worst enemy with that or um you know it's difficult to play you've got to do things in the right order it's more interactive when you've compare that with the apm like flame waker mage at least with mozaki like you stall the game out like as long as you can go because i know i I have to make sure that i'm set up to do an otk where with flame waker it's like hey turn four turn five you are like all in um and it's different like as um you know mozaki i would still lose to aggro with flame waker like it's it's so fast that you don't have as much of a fighting chance. That being said, like I, I don't think that they're going to touch wild. Um, well, I mean, so uh, the AMA, as you said, is going on right now, Nate, and I feel that maybe this might be worth uh, a, an on-the-spot read, um, just because it might cap this off nicely. So uh, Igdragon, um, who is uh, part of the wild community, asked, you've been playing a lot of wild lately, uh, climbing to top ranks. How is your experience with the format? Is the power level where you'd expect it to be? Are you happy with the direction the meta's taking? Fantastic question. So Ixar replies, I had a ton of fun. Been trying to go hardcore in every mode, one by one, to get a true grasp of the highest level. We talked about that earlier. I think that's fantastic. Uh, he continues, meta is pretty diverse at the highest levels in my experience. Lots of Reno decks from various classes. 
hand buff paladin, dark glare warlock, flame waker mage, and some other offshoot decks here and there. I'd say diversity is doing just fine. My only concerns being the early game high roll potential of mage and dark glare warlock. Dark glare warlock is the less extreme of the two, but it's also more consistent and powerful. Mage just kills you on turn 4 to 8 pretty consistently if you don't have any disruption, and that is pretty extreme. No balance changes on the horizon, but I would say that those two decks are both on the edge. Mm. Yeah, alright. Well, Interesting, yeah. that sounds about right. I mean... <laughs> it's, it's good that they're at least on a radar, you know? that's. I think that's good. I mean, they probably won't, anything won't happen, but... but I think his summary of the meta is pretty pretty on point so um yeah uh, i mean uh if if encanters gets nerfed that'll likely deal with mage but i think that because apm mage was a very good check on dark layer warlock we'll probably see a little bit of a resurgence of that as well so um yeah um sorry i didn't mean to kind of to 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 take that in i know the ama is going on right now but that caught my eye and i thought it was really relevant to the conversation oh no no that's perfect that's perfect yeah well you know mana disruption or mana cheat has always been a thing we've been saying it for a long time i hear a lot of people saying it like it's when mana gets reduced below uh one a lot of times there's a problem i understand sorcerer's apprentice like when you start reducing things to zero you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't think anything is is changing anytime soon. Maybe it's not worth uh, spending too much time on that stuff. But a- anyhow, uh, one final thing before we sort of transition into this meta snapshot, I will say just real quickly for those of you who follow, know that we've been using Firestone a lot. There was an update that just came out this past week, um, and so if anyone is is running this, just be aware that there's an update to Firestone. Uh, they're good friends of ours working on, uh, essentially a deck tracker that, uh, I feel like competes pretty well with HS replay. It does. It's not quite there in terms of the statistics, but it makes up for it in the UI and a lot of the bonus, uh, glamor effects. So if anybody's interested, I, uh, definitely recommend checking out Firestone. Um, if you just Google Firestone or, or go to firestoneapp.com. Uh, but there was a big update this week, so worth worth checking out. Yeah, let's say Google Firestone HS, not Firestone, because you'll just get a lot oh, of a bunch of tires. tires. <laughs> tires yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so meta. This is interesting. Meta discussion, right? We had two meta reports come out this week: the Chinese meta report and then Tempo Storm, of course. So. Yeah. By the way, the Google Translate on the Chinese Meta Report is absolutely hilarious. I know they did a an actual like legit translation on the on the wild uh, subreddit, but um, the yeah. Google, Google Translate was pretty entertaining. So uh, it was interesting. They they both had a lot of things in common. The Chinese Meta is obviously different. For those who don't know, there are four servers um, that host Hearthstone what we call North America, although probably calling it the Americas is more appropriate because everyone from South and Central America play on the Americas, uh, Europe, um, Asia, which is like Asia, South Pacific, like Japan, Korea, um, you know, kind of the, the that part of the world. And then China. China is not something that you can necessarily easily sign up for. You need to have some specific Chinese 
uh, applications like WePay, etc. But the population of the Chinese server is greater than that of the other three combined. And they mostly prefer wild. Uh, so it has a bit of a different meta, but and, and oftentimes they're, they're things that are very different, but um, you know, some, some, some definite interesting similarities. They say that Flame Waker Mage is the best deck, um, which is, you know, you can make an argument that hand buff might be better, but I think that that's a fair call out. Dark Glare Warlock coming in second, and it's kind of hard to read. I think followed by hand buff Paladin and something they call Baby Zoo Warlock, which uh, is something I've been messing around with. I don't know if it's a tier one deck, but it's definitely a cool little surprise that I, I had fun with. But but I think that for the most part, um, you know, hand buff Paladin, APM Mage, Dark Lair Warlock, and arguably Reno Priest are the four decks that really, I think, the meta is largely centered around, and there's a little bit of like a rock, paper, scissors with them, if you want to think of it that way. Um, so uh, yeah, I thought that the Chinese uh, meta report was, was interesting. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the Tempo Storm report, but I, I felt like, you know, and, and big shout out to that team. I know that traditionally, you know, Tempo Storm gets flack, an opinion-based report, but for, for the longest time, I think that uh, the Rotted Zombie uh, and team have done a really excellent job in curating a meta report that really, I think, accurately represents my experience at any rate uh so i think they do a fantastic job and i think it's a wonderful resource true you can argue sometimes the decks they select are a bit wonky just because of some of the the constraints they have under them but in terms of power levels and matchups i think that they've been doing a really wonderful job and uh they do put a lot of work into it and i think it's a fantastic resource that if something that you haven't been checking out i would strongly encourage you to so mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you have to take in you have to take in all the information. You know, it's not necessarily that it, it's by it's by rule, but you take what their opinion is, and and you reflect it on. You don't necessarily need to say, "Oh, this because they think the top deck is the best deck." It might not be for you. You might be in a different spot than they are, and you probably are in a different spot than they are. But you take that information in and and, and use it to your best ability. Well, and yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, it, it's interesting, right? I think that. Like the number of times I've taken a tier three or a tier two deck to legend is, you know, more often than not. And the other thing is when you look at these, what they would call a tier one deck uh, also are some of the most difficult decks to play. And so like Dark Lair Warlock, there's a lot of nuance there. I mean, it's not some autopilot thing. It's yeah. it's hard. I mean, is it very powerful? Absolutely. But it's not like you just auto win with it. And same thing with um, hand buff paladin. In fact, I was joking. I, I was joking about this, but serious at the same time, like I have not dropped a game to uh hand buff paladin the entire month. And I don't think it's because the deck sucks. I think that it's because it's not that easy to play. And I was just playing players that weren't that good at it. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it, it's definitely, it's very, very strong if you're playing it right. And so when you've got someone like bodybuilder writing a guide on how to play this, like, Hey, if you're playing it correctly, a, it's very, very, very strong. If you're playing it incorrectly. Okay. Well, you know, it, it's something about, you know, you, it, it, it's not so easy to just autopilot a deck. I mean, some are easier than others. 
Um, and also these, these players have the ones that write the articles, they have hundreds and hundreds of hour or games and under the belt for each of these decks, you know, they know, but if somebody goes and looks at a meta report, they take it for 20 games and they're like, Oh, this deck sucks. Cause I, I can't figure it. Well, give it, give it more time. And you know, like you, you need to get your reps into it. And so, so, so the deck becomes a pattern for you when you play it, you know, you, you fall into the patterns of, I do this against this board and I, I do this on this turn. You know, mm -hmm. that's what you really optimally want to get from that. I would, I would say, try not to fall into the pattern of being dismissive of a deck in insofar as that it's brain dead or easy to play i mean the the classic example is like oh jay druid you just play bigger green man and win <laughs> um you know hand buff for some players it might be easy i played 160 games 161 actually of hand buff this month that was mostly what i played on north america got some coaching with nhl uh who's one of the best wild players uh, and a fantastic person, by the way. And I still struggled with it. I, I had a pretty successful run with it. I kind of clicked by the end. I went 91 and 70 with it, mm -hmm. uh, which is it's okay. Um, but I, I, I think it is a tricky deck. Dark Lair is obviously notoriously a deck that has complicated play patterns. So I think that what's good is that, you know, you'll see a divergence of quality depending where you are on ladder but you know a lot of people say hand buff is brain brain dead you buff your guys but if that's true then why do we see that kind of differing win rate right so i think for maybe more experienced or more talented players it's easier but well, i think that that i was just gonna say i've heard i've heard um uh ray say like time and time again like you need to respect your opponent and you can't just discount like oh this deck is bad period the end like no uh there's a lot of nuance and i mean i, I agree with you anyways carry on sorry yeah, you can pilot oh, no. you can pilot just about any deck you want to legend if you put the time and effort into it you know mm -hmm. and not get frustrated exactly that's why that's why i keep playing q block every month it's just like i'm so comfortable with it but there's a lot it's of there's yeah. a lot of nuance though i mean and, and so it's you know it, it's interesting yeah everyone has different variants like i i was struggling to find my footing in the meta after the expansion dropped i ended up playing mostly hand buff paladin and murloc shaman uh, but before that, I tried Pirate Warrior. Uh, my friend Sunday, Matt Sun, was like, "Try Pirate Warrior; it's right up your alley." And it in you know in the Tempo Storm meta snapshot, it's kind of I think the first deck in their tier two column, and probably the most highly regarded aggro deck in that snapshot. If you consider Dark Lair and Hand Buff are not really aggro decks, I didn't like it. Is it a good deck? Yeah. But I, I preferred playing Murloc Shaman and I was able to have more success with it because I think to your point, Wildcard, you know, your your mindset in terms of how you approach it and, and how you play it, you know, has has a factor on on your success as well. So mm -hmm. you know, I think you said it best. It's it's and and I think Electric Sheep City and chat, you know, it's important to be aware of what these reports say, but they're not the gospel, but they still give a pretty good roadmap. And I think that that both, with maybe the exception of baby uh, baby zoo warlock, we'll see the juries on that. I'm pretty <laughs> excited about that deck, but I I don't know about it just yet. Uh, I think for the most part they're they're pretty spot on. I mean, is APMH the best deck in the game or the third best deck in the game? I think it, that 
point, it doesn't really matter. Everything being relative, they're, the, they are the decks that are defining the meta, right? The four that are listed on the screen. Mm-hmm. Hand buff, Dark Lair, uh, Flame Waker Mage, and Reno Priest. What I think is interesting if that if in, in, Encanter's Flow gets nerfed um, and APM Mage dies, which it may not, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how the meta evolves. And I suspect that the two decks that you know APM Mage targeted pretty well which was dark glare warlock and and you know the slower control decks like <laughs> i'll calling reno priest a slower control deck will probably trigger your wild card but in the context of the wild bit, metagame bit, it, i'll get through it i'll get through it i'm just gonna drink my beer i'll I, get through it i just speaking in terms of relativity i think they might come back to the forefront and 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 you know i think it'll have a downward effect on the meta like you know murloc shaman i i did really well on the back of mages but dark lair and reno priest eat it for lunch so maybe we see decks that punish those a little bit better come back so i think we'll see a little bit of a shift but who knows maybe encanter's flow doesn't get nerfed at all so this is all pure speculation on my part but i i think that uh, for right now and next week, as we go into the new season, those are the four decks to really watch out for. And, you know, if you if you don't want to play them, um, then, you know, I think that it's important to have a game plan against them because you'll be seeing them, you know, no matter where you are on ladder, I think you'll, you'll see them quite often, uh, particularly um, hand buff and the APM mages uh, and the Reno decks. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, one thing I wanted to touch on before we moved on, we did have a question from Discord, but I saw this uh, earlier this week from HS Replay that showed the most played neutral cards in Wild, and I thought that this was interesting and and also pretty funny that Crab Rider was yeah. one of the cards. Uh, this Crab is th- Rider. This Yikes. is this is Wild. Okay, neutral cards in Wild. So Zephyr's in uh, twenty one percent 21.4 percent of the decks deck win rate 52.8 reno jackson in 19.5 percent of the decks with a 52.2 percent win rate lotheb uh our old favorite from the curse of Naxxram is in in 17.1 percent of the decks with a 54.9 percent win rate uh dirty rat in 16.4% of the decks with a 52% deck win rate. And of course, this is to disrupt all of the APM, like Flame Waker, Mozaki Mages. And then and then Crab Rider in 16.3% of the decks, but it's got a 59.2% win rate. Like what? <laughs> in wild? I, I'm shocked. Uh, but I guess if we're looking specifically, like you're playing this in hand buff, you're playing this in Murlocs, right? I don't think it's in anything else, is it? I mean, you'd play it in even Shaman. I guess that's not really a deck. I imagine it sees playing even Paladin. Some people I've had seen a couple even Shaman that. this month. Yeah, yeah. I is mean, it an even? Run it... Oh yeah, you play this yeah. in even Shaman, a hundred percent. I mean, you you you've got Flame Tongue Totem, you've got Earthen Might, you've got Cryostasis, you've got ways to buff it, and it's just ridiculous. It's a one four for two. Yeah, uh, it's just good. <laughs> I, I mean, even Shaman, unfortunately, is not not good. Uh, although White Delight did take it to rank one EU Legend at the beginning of the month, but that's White Delight. He could make autocomplete uh, work for him. But still, I, I think that, yeah, you're playing it in just about not every aggressive deck, but many of them. 
you're not playing it in Pirate Warrior. You're not playing it in Discard or like Aggressive Warlock. But I mean, you're playing it pretty much in everything else. I think Murloc Shaman has a higher win rate and maybe is better than some of the reports have called it out. But I, I, I don't know. You it could is... play it Murloc, though, because of Power of Overwhelming. That would be pretty tight, right? Yeah, I mean, when I say Aggressive Warlock, I'm thinking like Discard Warlock or that Baby Zoo Warlock, and it kind of mm. doesn't really synergize in there. But I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe there is an Aggressive Warlock deck that could could run PO. But one of the things about Crab Rider is that it can stick, and PO would kill it. But I, I mean, it still pushes a lot of damage, right? Yeah, I think some people started really putting Crab Rider in Dark Lair, which runs PO. So well, I mean, that's... So I've, I've got two things to say. One one is a joke and one is serious. I think joking first, I would say that, hey, like, if this card is that good, I'll just add it. I'll pull, pull Penflinger out of my Reno Priest and drop in Crab Rider Crab instead. Rider. <laughs> but uh, joking aside... <laughs> Nah, I mean, hey, it's just it's just a good uh, control tool, right? <laughs> As Ixar would say. <laughs> yep, exactly. You just you just run, start running inner fire in your in your uh, in your Reno priest, and then you can. Oh my god! Four, four, can you imagine Di- divine spirit inner fire crab rider? Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. Now, one interesting thing about this wild card is that four out of the five cards listed are played in more controlling slower decks. So, what do you think about that? Well, no, I, and I think I made the joke in Discord. It's like seeing this graphic. It was like you got four iconic wild cards, and then you got freaking Crab Rider. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? The, like, come on. But yeah, I'm sorry, Nate. You were you. Were, what's oh your, what's no, your... no. So, so the other thing it was interesting that I picked up from talking to Goku last week, uh, and I think this was maybe after the show we were talking, and he was saying that from a deck building perspective, one of the things that he does is when he puts a card in a deck it's um it, the card has got to be good on its own without relying on two to three other cards to to work with that card to make it better and so the question is is crab rider good on its own or does crab rider need to go in a deck like and then you're relying on you know power overwhelming or some other card to like make it work because then it's going to be a dead card in your hand half the time and i thought that was really interesting just from a deck building perspective and and i had had always asked myself a similar question but different was like hey mid to late game if i top deck this card am i happy to see it or am i upset and so you know it's got to be standalone good but i could see how this crab rider could pretty much dump into almost any deck and and still be good uh it's it's interesting uh okay so maybe maybe it gets nerfed next week who who knows i don't know it's possible it's possible i mean if it does i i will say that they have been pretty good about not destroying cards when they're nerfing them like the the cards that they nerf are still playable lately which was not always the case and so you know it's interesting um i could see it pretty easily going Shaman exclusive is the, the way to go. Hey, there saying. we go. There we go. Uh, I think we'll see it as a one three. I think it'll be a one three. I guess we'll see. That seems fair. Yeah, uh, I, 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 that 
seems fair. So we got a question from Mediocre Ogre in the Discord saying, I've been wondering what you guys thought of this. Are there any quote unquote pack filler cards from expansions that you thought were underappreciated? Ogre Mancer uh, came to mind and how it only saw play once people realized it was a very good tech card. And I think that's a really good example because when we were looking at like these review shows and stuff, like we look at Ogre Mancer, go, well, that's a cute effect, but like nobody's going to play that. And then it's all over the place, uh, at least in standard, it's all over the place. And so uh, it's a good question. I think we had a similar question last week in terms of like, hey, were there were there cards you guys slept on or thought that were going to be terrible that ended up being good? And I think, you know, my answer to that was like, oh, well, the watch posts were better than I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be terrible and like they're actually not that bad to the to the point where the four health one ended up getting nerfed. Um, I, I don't have a super great answer for this. I think the one card that I thought was kind of garbage that I've seen a lot more than I thought was the venomous scorpion or whatever it's called. The uh, the what is it the one three with poison that discovers the spell. Um uh, it's super annoying to deal with because now I've got to figure out how to kill this thing. And then they just got some random card from it that I can't predict. Uh, so that's been an interesting one for me personally. The ogre mancer I do think is, is actually um, pretty good as well in terms of being annoying to deal with. And again, it depends what you're playing, but, but yeah. Um, what do you guys think? I know Wildcard, You said you spent some time looking through your collection. Yeah. I actually think I had I might actually may have misread this the question. Um but I was thinking of of cards that that I think are still kind of underrated. Um that's kind of how I read his question. But yeah, I I guess that's what he was saying. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, I come back to me on that cuz I I do have I do have ones that I think are underrated. Um but I don't, I don't think it's what he's asking here. So maybe I misread it. What do you think, Blue Train? Are there any cards that you early on thought were pack filler that ended up being better than you thought? Well, definitely Watch Post. I'd, I'd never thought it would be pack filler. When I did my um, kind of pack opening, like ad hoc review, I kind of questioned whether Watch Post would be good or not. And in retrospect, I, don't, I never thought it would have created a wild meta-defining deck. So that definitely surprised me, the whole... Uh, best posty, watch out, death and taxes, paladin. And I'm also surprised how much it kind of just went away just by reducing the health of it by one. So those two things really uh, caught me off guard. Uh, beyond that, I think that that for most part the reviews were pretty spot on, other than the watch posts. Um, Let me ask you a question about Death and Taxes Paladin. Do you think it went away because of the nerfs to the watch post and the sword? Or do you think it was like flavor of the week and people just got bored with it? I mean, I knew it was very strong, but like, I I don't know. I almost thought like, okay, cool. This is cute. People are going to play this for a couple weeks and they're going to get bored of it. Uh, I mean, I played it on day one when I, when I first saw it and I had some crazy win streak and Mike did better than me with it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't think that it was like, I mean, oppressive, yes, because it was difficult to play things. But um, then I again, think- like, oh, my yog is part of the problem there, too. It's like, OK, I can't. Yeah, oh I can't. Is well, who, who, 
Who who thought that giving Paladin a one mana counter spell was a good idea? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's all of the above. I think that it was the flavor of the week. Paladin, except for like the hand buff, Faithful was really not a a, a class that was taken seriously. So it was kind of cool to see it not only become uh, viable, but kind of being at the front of the pack. I think that the nerf to watch post from four to three did have an effect. It is much easier to deal with, particularly the slower decks that tend to have the spot removals, the drain lifes, the penances, the smites. You know, these things tend to deal with it. It's easier for an aggro deck to trade into it. Um, but I also think that hand buff with the new cards was is just the better deck. Um, and it, it did a pretty good job of beating it. Like, when I played on NA with Handbuff Paladin, I was farming Death and Taxes, and this was before the nerf. So I think it was just the meta settling. I think it was the flavor of the week. The nerfs definitely hurt it. But does that mean it should have gone away completely? I, I don't know, but I think it was all of the above. I think with APM Mage, though, it's more than just the flavor of the week. We've seen it kind of dominate for a few weeks now. So I, mm-hmm. I think that you're, you, you know, it's not a, a an or kind of question. I think it's it's all of those things a little bit. That's just my view. Uh, well, yeah, and I think so. the nature of this also is that, at least here in NA, I think we see people. Uh, net decking a lot you see hey what are the streamers playing what are the people on twitter playing and copying and pasting deck codes without experimenting a whole lot and so i still feel like there's a lot of things that are maybe not discovered yet or not played with a lot yet just because we haven't got around to it because that's not what you know the cool people are playing or whatever i think that um you know there's a handful of cards that are have some really cool potential uh, that just haven't been explored a lot. Cannon Master Smith is one for me. I think where like it's a really interesting effect. I think that you know on day one, day two of this new expansion, I played a lot of Secret Paladin, and between that like Secret Teller or Secret Gossip, whatever it was that procs every time a, a secret um, or buffs every time a secret gets procced, that card was way stronger than I thought it was going to be, and that Cannon Master Smith was really interesting, um, and I just. I don't think we've got around to it yet, or maybe it's that other decks are stronger, but I still feel like there's a lot of experimenting that just isn't happening because people are busy playing other stuff. Even within existing archetypes, there's a lot of experimentation to be done. Like, I mean, you take secret mage, which is kind of the deck that makes everyone groan and roll their eyes. Um, White delight and Ben from work have been innovating with that deck, kind of borrowing some ideas that, that some of the Chinese players have been experimenting with Uh, Ben last, Last night, it was last night, it feels like a week ago, it's been a long day, he hit to top 20 with uh, a variation of Secret Mage that doesn't run Kirin Tor and Arcanologist. And, I brought and, his deck and, this week, I've been playing oh, you're it, it's talk great. About it. Okay, I, I, won't, I won't steal your thunder, but I think that, that clearly there is a lot of room to experiment and innovate, and yeah, the good players are the good players, and, and, and they are regarded as the best for a reason, but you know, there's definitely if if you have the patience and you're not afraid of of you know bumping up and down on ladder i mean clearly there's room to innovate and uh i think that uh that, that's awesome and uh 
I'm glad that you brought. I didn't realize that you brought his deck, Nate. That that's a really good one. Uh, and, I love. And obviously, it was really I, successful. Yeah, I love Ben decks. Uh, I mean, I try to watch. I try to watch all of you know where I see the bulk of these is on Twitter. Um, you know, I don't love social media, but that's where the Hearthstone people happen to be, and so I try to keep an eye on decks that I find interesting, uh, that do well, and we post them in the Discord. And Ben and I chat a lot and um he's got a think outside the box approach i use his decks over and over and over and uh have found them very reliable and typically you know he uh you know ben is known for his hot takes right and his auth is bad and and all of that stuff (laughs) which i find hilarious because you know i i like i like all those bad cards but uh, at the same time, I've hit legend with Ben Dex so many times that I trust his opinion on, on these things. Uh, for the most part, he's he's a very good player. He's a very good deck builder. And so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get into it in a minute. Um, I wanted to give Wildcard a chance to answer any of this if you if you had any thoughts sure. on this. And then I'll jump into that deck. Yeah, no, I was thinking, the funny thing is I think I, I actually tend to... And, and I've done this like when I was, you know, when I used to write for like Wild HS or whatever, but like I, I tend to overvalue cards sometimes. So it, it actually is kind of difficult for me to think of ones that, that I miss. And I think, I mean, he does say from expansion, so it's not necessarily this expansion. So the only one I think of recently that, that, I, that came out of left field for me was like Penflinger in its original form, of course. Um, just not expecting people to use it in that manner. I guess, you know, to just keep bouncing it and bouncing it and bouncing it. Um, that one just kind of caught me off guard. But nothing from this expansion has really come out of left field for me. I'm not like, oh, man, I wish I'd have thought of this with, you know, that. I mean, maybe there's a couple things like I like Handbuff Paladin. I think it's really cool. And I made I, ha- I made a Handbuff Paladin years ago with like, you know, the old, you know, the original like buff cards from what was that the grimy goons yeah yeah so i'm a little i'm a little jealous and i'm like oh i wish I'd have, i wish i would have seen that a little bit faster you know and jumped on it but uh no i mean perhaps to bodybuilder that's awesome um but other than that i think i think everything's on par like i, I just said I, I i find value in everything when it comes to to wild decks you know i mean i've like I said, i've listed out stuff that i think is still underrated so. Well, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but in looking at your yeah. deck, so it's interesting in looking at the AMA that's happening right now, and I haven't fully digested it. I'm trying not to pay attention into, to it until after the show, but mm-hmm. someone had asked Ixar that question as well. Hey, we've seen support for all of these like big demon cards in Demon Hunter that are not seeing play. You know, is there is there plans to expand that or follow up or whatever, whatever? And I was really interested in the answer, and I don't think he had got around to it yet. But then mm-hmm. I I've seen you consistently play these big demon hunter decks since day one, and I've played a handful of them myself, and they're a lot of fun, and they can do pretty well. Um, and so it, when you talk about finding value in places where other people may not, I uh, agree with you quite a bit there. So. Anyhow, uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk about this deck a little bit. Um, it's been great. Uh, there's so it's it, I originally I saw it, it. This was a white delight deck 
that was white delights secret mage and then ben from work took it for a spin and customized it to his liking and it's been great i mean it's basically the secret mage package but it adds um an ice block that nobody's been playing for a long time uh which does well against all the apm mozaki type stuff that it buys you the turn right it runs two explosive runes that we haven't run in in a while or maybe a little bit um and that that also is very good uh when somebody drops um the sorcerer's apprentice or the flame waker will kill it uh it adds two copies of inconspicuous writer which is interesting um it, it pulls completely removes the kieran tor mage and drops this which is fun uh and um you know, it works also to thin your deck. We'll pull a secret out and just play it. Um, and then it adds Bran, which is very interesting, right? And, and initially you say, well, what's good about Bran? Like, isn't that super greedy? Well, with Medivh's Valet, it's a fireball. Uh, with um, Cloud Prince, it's 12 damage. With Occult Conjurer, it's it's a whole giant mess of stats. Uh so there's definitely some synergy here with with many things and then yeah. um and, and then the addition of mancrick which is hilarious yeah. but like i think mancrick is sort of the sleeper card as well uh brand into mancrick to shuffle two you know two ogres into your deck um or or even then like there's so much cycle in this between rigged fair game and sage and because you're pulling secrets all the time for free with mad scientist or writer that like the chance that you're going to pull out the Olga for the extra three, like I, the deck has just been strong. I, I mean, granted I went from, I, I've been playing a lot of duels and I've been jamming a bunch of standard demon hunter, but I took this from, you know, super easy from like 2000 down to 1500 in a matter of a, a handful of games. And it's just great. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. I don't remember yeah. Ben's win rate, but he he did he, he did really well with it. Like, he told I mean, me, he kind of failed. Yeah, uh, no, no, yeah. He told me that over the past few days, he went uh, from like I don't know, he was at two thousand or three thousand to like top one hundred. Um, I, I mean, like thousands of ranks over a couple of days, which was incredible. And and granted, yeah. he's a very very good player with a good win rate. Um, but the, it's it also is kind of a, a to show how good the deck is. Right. Someone in chat asked. Oh, sorry, wildcard. Go ahead. Um, this is a great example from our from our earlier conversation about the meta. Like, Secret Mage just kind of disappeared, but it's still a good deck. It's not like it's not a good deck anymore. And this just kind of shows, like, just because it's not as high on the meta report as it was a couple of months ago, it can still do it work its work. You know. Yeah, and and so someone in chat asked, I don't see why we would run uh, the the rider over Kieran Tor, and I think that the the reason, the rationale, is that the deck has a larger secret package than maybe the traditional builds, and so the the rider kind of replaces the Kieran Tor and the Archaeologist by allowing the secret to go directly from your deck into play which synergizes with the strategy a little bit better. I I mean, it kind of seems odd, I grant you, but, I mean, 
both White Delight and Ben had success with it, and I, I jammed a few games of it out of curiosity. Uh, White Delight's version just a little bit different, and it felt pretty good. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of times we suffer. We, we, you know, why do we run Kieran Tor? Well, we've always run it, right? And that's that's just it. Do we have the courage to to cut it, right? And and I mean, maybe sometimes it's wrong, and, and sometimes it's right. But in this case, I mean, the results might be an aberration, but maybe not maybe maybe that's the way the optimal way to build it more data is needed but uh yeah uh i think that having that larger secret passage package passage got rogue on the brain larger <laughs> secret package makes the secrets harder to play around too maybe that's partly why it did so well because people stopped playing around ice block or flame ward or a lot of the other secrets that have gotten the cut so who knows well, but that, that's the rationale and with any of these like, okay, just because it worked well for me or worked well for Ben doesn't necessarily mean anything. I will say this time and time again, take it with a grain of salt, try it out, see if you like it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I mean, and so we'll include the deck lists for all these in the show notes. We'll put them up in the discord. We'll put them in the website. Um, and so, yeah, if this is something that you're interested in, maybe, you know, try it, maybe you like it, or maybe you like white delights version better. or Maybe you like the classic version. I remember when we had Schmoopy on, uh, on the show and talking about the variance of variations between different secret mage builds. And there's a lot of science there, or maybe it's voodoo, whatever it is. Like there is a lot of ways that you can build this deck to be viable uh, I'm enjoying this one. I will say that I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I think it's worth trying out. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Um, but it's definitely fun. And uh, yeah. But uh, so, Wildcard, what have you been playing? It looks like you got a Demon Hunter deck here. Yeah, um, I've got my well, I've got the classic big Demon Hunter that I made Legend with back in September. Um, but I obviously with a lot of my decks. When I fall in love with the deck, I, I generally update it every expansion or so. And you reached out to me right after the expansion dropped, and you were like, you know, talking up the, the Inquisitor. And I was like, you know, I haven't had time to, I haven't Dude. messed up my 58 yet. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll try it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is really good. I mean, not that I, I figured it was going to be good, but it, it's such a great card. And it's such a great addition. Illidari uh, Inquisitor is the only legendary that you can have two of in your deck. <laughs> it's, and it's it's two king crushes basically you know that's what's even better you brought you bring back charge you know it's, so it's I, yeah i've been calling it king rush okay uh, let me div- let me diverge for two seconds and talk about naming conventions here because this 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 came up the other day and so of course we have ragnaros the original eight damage right and then and then we have ragnaros the light lord which i would i'd always put those two together and called them uh ragna bros and then we have <laughs> and then we have the dragon right uh that that does eight damage at the end of of your turn to a minion and i had called it dragnaros and then i've got illidari inquisitor which of course is an eight mana eight eight rush that will also attack whatever you attack with it and so i've been calling it ragna rush um <laughs> but i have not come up with a name for the new um uh alex Straza yet which also is eight damage out of nowhere that's that's a tricky one for me i'm stuck on that one at the moment so if anyone thinks of anything great but i i do have one for the new ragnaros though the diamond ragnaros 
Oh, what is rock it? What is it? Rose. Rock, rock and Rose. <laughs> the, the, the diamonds of rock. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I, I mean, I don't mean to digress, but yeah. So you've been liking Inquisitor. What do you think about it? Um, it's it's great. I mean, it, again, if you, it, with my deck, um, I play two fall summoners. So obviously, if you can you can pull them out early, you know, it, it's even better. You know, it's just it's just more it's more tools for this deck. Um, I cut like a void hound out of out of the deck because just doing you know eating one from everything isn't quite as valuable as just smashing face. Um, and I've gone a little bit more aggressive in the front end. The wa- I've added the watch posts because it just helps slow the opponent's deck down so that that I can get to my end game and I can get to like my turn six and beyond. Um, but it's it's been it's been a solid deck. It's it's uh, uh, you know it's not gonna it's it's not gonna take you to high legend. I doubt you know it, it still loses to the 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 top top tier stuff. But I mean it's still com- but it's competitive against everything else. You know and it's it's got a cons- couple of consume magic so it can take out uh, uh, it can take out uh, the crab rider fairly fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a solid fun deck and it and it's got a winning it's got a good win rate so. Um, it's been doing it's been doing work for me for for what six six months now something like that so in different forms but uh, do you guys have any questions on it? Uh, what was your you had quite a bit of success with it one month if I if I recall did did I did you hit legend with this I think you yeah, did one month yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean again just goes to show you that with enough determination you can make a a, a home. A homebrew deck, a homebrew deck, but you know, uh, an, inno- an innovation and, and pilot it. Um, I, I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I love big decks. Maybe not so much big priest, but you know, other other big decks, cube warlock, big shaman. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool that you've been able to kind of craft one in 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 the meadow, where really the only demon hunter deck that comes to mind is odd which is kind of a bit of a straightforward play pattern so uh no 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 real questions but just yeah. Actually, kudos I, for I the do want to point out a couple things there, there are i mean yeah. there's some flex here um you know this isn't like a hard and fast deck that you need obviously you know, like you, there's plenty of flex here um in fact like the dirty rat spot is 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 probably the easiest flex spot i i almost i've always thought about adding a second dirty rat in um i thought about lothab different things you know you can tech cards in and out of here it, it's from like the one through four area fairly easily um zai is great as well because at any you know you just you turn you drop him on turn five and he, he outcasts you know, grabs your outcast cards and doubles them up a lot of times you know you you have a bad opening hand and you've got like a big boy on your outcast card well when zai comes out now you've got two of them so it's 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 pretty useful um but yeah, there's a lot of flexibilities, a lot of things you can tack for your meta. Um, that's that's there. If you're if you're seeing, you know, certain things that you want to, if you want to take out Illidari Fellblade, that's fine. It's not a mandatory card by any means. I just like the five damage to just straight out. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that we we see with some of these new cards, there's potential for some new Demon Hunter builds. Even earlier this month, I saw Martian play. I think it was like a Reno. Death Rattle, uh, Demon Hunter, which that is interesting. Deck was no joke. No, and, and I've been playing. I've been playing mostly. Uh, I've got like a sixty. What is it? Sixty three percent, sixty five percent win rate with Death Rattle, Demon Hunter, and Standard. Uh, I got up to Diamond two with it, and then bounced back to five. 
and a kind of all over the place, but like it, it's very fun. Uh, and I think that we've got some more tools to, you know, in, in wild here. And so when the ladder resets later tonight, I'm going to be jamming demon hunter all month, I think just because I want the wins with it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like, dude, it, it, it is quite fun. Um, but I do, I have a love for these big decks as well. Q block is my favorite. I think what has been, what I struggle with, with big demon hunter is that where I love the mana cheat. And so you've got a card like void caller with the death rattle. It says, pull this giant demon from your hand. And it's just not quite as good in, in demon hunter where you get the reductions. Um, but everything's a little bit more expensive that being said, these giant demons are really good. Pit Commander is crazy good. Um, a- Ancient Voidhound is one of the most fun cards I've ever played. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I think where we, with the tricky part is looking at, so like Raging Fell Screamer is a four mana, four, four that reduces your next demon is reduced by two, right? And mm-hmm. then I think, what is it? Fell Summoner? Is that the one that says the Death Rattle? Does it? Yeah. It pulls one from your hand. Is that what it does? Correct. Okay, so it's a so it's a six mana void caller, basically. Yeah, that's the thing, and, and I I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure, Nate, that you and I have had this conversation where I've said if Fell Summoner was cheaper, mm-hmm. everybody would be playing Big Demon Hunter because yeah. it would be, you know, if it was a four cost card, it well hundred percent it would be Q block or yeah. whatever, you know, it would be that version of it. Um, but for now, it's a tier five deck (laughs) (laughs) what are what are your respective win counts with demon hunter because i know you're both trying to get the 1k right yeah i'm at 720 something oh yeah man i just started jamming it this month but i went from 150 to what i'm at like 320 right now so i mean i've pumped a lot of games this month with it i don't know i mean i'm close I, i i'm at about 950 with both shaman and warrior and I'm just not like neither of them are very fun to play at the moment. And so hey. it's like, Hey, I'll, I'll wait. I mean, m- Hey, maybe when the ladder resets, I'll try, I will try your Murlocs. I will try them. And if they're quick, you know what? Even quick, quick games are great. I need 50 wins. If this can get me my 50 wins, I will gladly take it. Uh, Win or lose. They are quick. Um, that, <laughs> that is certain, but no, it's, it's good. I think I'm at like, 20 demon hunter wins or something ridiculous so uh hats off uh it was uh, it was so busted when it first came out that i hit legend with demon hunter like in like less than 100 wins it was great (laughs) and so um yeah i don't have i don't have a whole lot i've been really trying to jam them lately the death rattle has been fun and i'm really looking to play i've seen several different people post like reno death rattle lists now and honestly, now that the Quillbor um, are going to be their own tribe, someone mentioned it earlier tonight in chat that uh, I wonder if the new Nazoth goes in that because it'll start pulling your Quillbor as well as your demons and whatever else. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's too slow. I don't know. The problem is, like, APM Mage wins on turn five, and, and like, you're just going to lose with this. But it's super fun. So I don't know. So I'm checking how many Demon Hunter wins I have, uh, and the number is 45. It's more than I thought. <laughs> 45 Demon Hunter wins. That's great. 
That's great. But we're 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 fast catch getting up to two thousand shaman wins. So hey, yeah. All right. So what do you? Let me look at this uh, Murloc deck that you've got here. This is the one that you hit legend with. Yes, it's the one that I hit legend with, and the one that I got back into the eleven star range with. All all on EU. I mostly played hand buff on NA. Um, I remember. I was just going to say, I remember spectating and you were super close and I had an appointment to sell my car and I was like, all right, all right, I, I'm going to check back in with you. I got to go. Like, I wish I could stay, but like, I got an appointment. I got to leave. And then I checked in. Hey, are you winning son? <laughs> and you're like a final boss. <laughs> and then bam, I got there. It's like, Oh wow. That was great. That, so, so yeah. And that, that game, I, probably one of the most memorable games of hearthstone I've had in a while um my final boss was a big shaman and i blasted through three walking fountains with this deck to take the win that's crazy crazy yeah this deck's got some serious potential for reload if you can like get full value out of underbelly angler another win that i'm particularly proud of is uh one of my last games to get back into uh top 200 range was against a reno priest that went it was a 15 minute game and i took the reno priest basically to fatigue almost and i i ground him out wow wow because i was i was able to like get max value full greed off the underbelly anglers so there's some i don't i think this list was uh created by get meowth at least that's where I saw it first. I think it's kind of become like the stock list. I, I believe he theory crafted it. Uh, some say it's Boltzmann's. I don't know if he came to it independently. Um, I, I know that he was the first to pilot it successfully. But, uh, I mean, the deck is pretty straightforward. Uh, and, you know, what I like about it is that unlike previous incarnations i feel like this deck has a little bit of a comeback mechanism and i wish it had more card drawn resource generation but pretty pretty good so i'll talk a little bit about the comeback mechanisms there there are two um so one of the new cards that was printed is lush water scout a two mana one three that gives your murlocs russian plus one attack it's like almost like broom for murlocs kind of it's not quite the same it has to be out it's more like magic carpet possibly but it's really strong with mermy and the uh the 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 new ma one mana one two death rattle that produces a one one because what will happen is is you know you can on turn three if you're fighting for board against a pirate warrior for example play the lush water scout mermy it'll become a 2-1 rush kill it reborn into another 2-1 kill something else so you get two for one off of that and if you're holding on to a tiny fin which is free you can also make that into a 2-1 rush as well so so really strong the other comeback mechanism is firemancer flurgle and toxfin now you don't have to play flurgle with toxfin but boy it's a board clear Mm -hmm. Not only is it a board clear, every successive sh 
Murloc that you play after that will deal uh, poisonous damage as well. So in, in, if they don't have an answer for it, it could be multiple board clears as well. So that comeback mechanism is new to the deck, and it feels good because, you know, board-based aggro really struggles in this meta because of things like Broom and, and you know, like Rush, I guess, for a lack of better description. So... Now Murlocs have a rush tool, and paired with the Death Rattles and the Reborns, it's really strong. Angler's always been good, but with this deck being so low to the ground, if you don't tempo out an Angler and you save one, if the game goes long, it can generate a lot of resources. And Nothing Can Stop Us, which is the new buff, is amazing. I mean, it's better than everything is awesome. And that was a good card to begin with, because it gives all your Murlocs plus two plus two, um, and it costs three, and generally you want to play it on curve if you can get away with it. So typical play pattern will be uh, Murloc on one. It's always important to have a one drop, even if it's a tox fin or a tiny fin. While it feels bad, you want to get a one drop down. That's why we don't play quest, which is one of my favorite cards. Feels bad um, on two. You know, crab rider. A no brainer, or you know, uh, south uh, coast chieftain is a good good one as well and then if you can cheat out another murloc with the coin or you have a tiny fin and buff them on three with nothing can stop us that's pretty much your winning line uh, especially if you're trying to close the game out quickly mm -hmm. uh, against control and i mean the deck is i think it's quite good I, I think it's a tier two deck where in tier two is to some debate tempo storm thinks it's one of the weaker tier two decks the meta report from China had it a little bit higher. Um, but I think it's very consistent. My final record with it was, I think, 70 and... I am blind, so I can't... Here it is. It was 70 and 42. Oh, wow. Uh, so about a 60, 62% win rate. Um, you know, it, it just... It was a lot of. I had a lot of fun with it, and I think that's maybe why um, I might be overvaluing the deck a little bit. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. It's got comeback. It's got resource generation with ice fishing and angler, and the synergy of the cards are great. And I think this is the perfect thirty. Some people have been um, cutting one of the mermies for like Sir Finley. I think that's fine. Finley is nice, but I really wouldn't cut the death rattles and the reborns because it's such a strong play with lush water i i like these 30 but i mean there's obviously some room for experimentation the tempo storm meta snapshot uh suggested considering cutting ice fishing for the murloc that buffs for plus two i wouldn't recommend that but i mean i can see the rationale behind it i just i'm loath to give up the card draw really hoping to see what comes from the mini set I'm really hoping yeah. for some powerful tools that might propel this, or maybe might bring like a Galacron or a Shutterwalk uh, back to the fore. But uh, I think it's a solid option if you're if you want to play something that that has quick games and has the potential to climb. I think this is a good choice. Uh, I don't remember who said it. Maybe it was you, Ben, or maybe it was Six uh, J. That the deck feels a little bit like Agro Druid. I think that this is a little bit more consistent than Aggro Druid and has a little bit more comeback. Uh, but it definitely is a classic aggro deck. And uh, if that's your thing, then uh, yeah. 
uh, I, I definitely would recommend it. Certainly can win enough to be uh, fun. Wow, that is... Uh, is that a, a bluegill warrior? Yeah, no, no, no. So get this. this. So we talked about this on the lore episode. We, we asked Goliath um, if he had any predictions about the mini set. And he said, you know, and we did the same thing for Dark Moon Fair. And for Dark Moon Fair, he said, hey, one of the cards that is conspicuously absent was Moonfang, where that was a card that was uh, very heavy in Dark Moon Fair lore that really should be here and it's not here. So I think that's coming in the mini set. So one thing that he said about the Barons was that one card that was conspicuously missing was that there was this like raid boss or whatever that's this like ghost murloc thing uh here it's called mutanus the devourer this is this like giant ghost murloc and so i would not be surprised at all based on goliath uh lore episode that uh we might be getting some more murloc support from the mini set so maybe you'll be happy with this. This is our. This is a picture from the game. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, uh, we're from, like from the Wailing Caverns. Yes. Um, sorry, what did you say? That you. It looks like oh, it's it looks like it's welled up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ready to go. <laughs> what I want them to print the mini set is refreshing spring water, but with the shaman uh, background on it. But hey, but in all seriousness, uh, I I I'm looking forward to the to the mini set. Uh, but but yeah, uh, I mean I don't really have a whole lot more to say on it. Um, I I will say that if APM Mage does get nerfed and that disappears from the meta, then I think Murloc for Murloc Shaman's fortunes will fall because. This deck doesn't do well into Reno Priest. It does not do well into Dark Lair Warlock. And against people who are very proficient at piloting Handbuff, it doesn't do well into that. Although I took a lot of games off Handbuff with the deck, I think that it, it was a combination of the pilots not playing that deck optimally and, 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 and maybe me getting a little lucky. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But if you if you are interested in playing Murloc Shaman, I would recommend doing it this week before the meta changes. Uh, but who knows? I mean, maybe it doesn't change significantly. Like I said, it's just speculation on my part. But uh, yeah, I, I just had a couple thoughts on your deck because I I'd actually built a Murloc deck for the achievement, and um, and I like the fact that this is is really low to the ground because I I had two every fins in mind. At the beginning, I ended up cutting one because it seemed too slow. But the fact that yours is so low to the ground, I bet I bet it's real easy for you to get to get everything online and, and just go right. Yeah, you can get it by turn three to four. Generally, wow. you 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 want nothing can stop us more because that one's easier sure. to get up. But the the play pattern is you know Murloc on one, two Murlocs on two buff on three like i mean that that is the optimal kind of flow charting against control against aggro you'll stagger that a little bit more but against other aggro making your murlocs grow by plus two plus two is is, is really good another common play pattern is to coin out underbelly angler on one and hope that they don't have an answer and then on two you can play the two murlocs that i was talking about if you don't have crab rider and then you know buff on three mm. and if you can buff the angler on three then then it becomes even for a priest 
fairly challenging to remove unless they have hysteria or uh, a shadow word. So that that's generally the play pattern. It it is a simple deck, but much like all aggro decks, how you play the first three turns generally dictates if you'll you know be able to win or lose the long game. So the decisions that you make early game generally are a lot more critical or impactful. They tend to snowball. So if that's the kind of play style that that you like, I, I'd recommend it. But uh, every fin is definitely the the lesser of the two buffs. Uh, I would say. Um, Interesting. So if I was looking to cut a buff, every fin would go first. But the thing is, is that what would you replace it with? Gentle Megasaur is slower than every fin and less consistent. Um, maybe you cut every fin is awesome for the health buff guy, but you don't get the attack. Yeah. So no, I, I and know. I think in in like true blue train fashion, like what is blue train not like blue? does not like singles you know in his deck for consistency purposes and so the two singles in this deck are both legendary cards which makes sense and i agree with that assessment mostly because you get consistency right like when you start having a bunch of one ofs in your deck the chance of you drawing into that decreases significantly and so when I look at this, like it looks very clean to me and the chance that I'm going to draw into the card that I'm looking for is significantly higher because I've got two copies of everything, uh, of course, with the exception of the two legendaries. So I, I don't have any problems with it. I think I would try it just as it is. Yeah, it's so strong now. Like Murlocs, back in the day, you only had like one or two targets. And now like when somebody floods the board with their Murlocs and you have to, you have to think about it, you're like... Which is the worst Murloc for, you know, which one do I have to get rid of first? You know, like it, it, it becomes such a game and, and the one you, that you don't kill is going to be the one that screws, you know, might screw you over. You know, do you do you, do you get rid of the underbelly angler because it's going to cycle out more Murlocs or do you get rid of the crab rider because it's going to smash your face or, you know, it's just it, there's a lot of tools for it now. I think it's really gotten a lot stronger. Uh, with this expansion for sure let me ask I'd like you them to buff the caravans i'd like the yeah. caravan to become a murloc and draw at the end of your turn instead of the beginning yeah. and maybe that goes in instead of like ice fishing or something else but uh yeah we talked right about now, it. uh, it's just yeah, too slow it's not good enough even you, for standard it's good enough do you have this deck in gold Yes, on <laughs> yeah, I love it. All I had to craft for it in gold was uh, Flurgle. I didn't pull him in gold, uh, and I think one of the Lush Waters. So yeah, I've got it. But the, the ironic part is that even though I have it on gold and NA, I mostly played this on EU. So I played with the cards mostly in in Thank you. vanilla uh, or regular. So I didn't get to enjoy it. So who knows? Maybe I'll play it a little bit on NA next week, but. Uh, uh, I haven't decided what I'm going to play. I, I'm very much interested in playing that that Chinese list, the Baby Zoo Warlock, uh, which is like an iteration. It's like it's like the love child of Discard Warlock and Cute Lock, and uh, uh, some have derided it as a Mulligan Simulator. Cough, cough. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see. I've had a few fun games with it but i i don't know if it's legit or not i hate uh, cute lock i just lose with it over and over and over i think that it's trash but that's just me personally but this is very different than cute lock yeah no no i, I understand I'll, yeah i'll have to i'll have to watch you play it i i'm i'm skeptical but i trust your i trust your opinion 
Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you there. Um, I'd like to transition a little bit just because we're, we're running out of time here. Okay, so talking about our weekly challenges, we've, we've done one of these um, each week for the past handful of months. And, and essentially what this is, is is a way for the community to kind of get involved and do something fun. Uh, we list a challenge here on the show. And if someone is able to complete the challenge, uh, there's, there's a, a reward for the winner. Uh, so it's two packs on us, and then you get some bragging rights as well. And so last week's challenge was to uh we got it from timbo his suggestion was called beast wars in honor of the listener series uh build the beast with the biggest attack and we of course had banned uh gazrilla because it was too easy to make it super huge um and so this was a really fun one we saw a lot of community interaction over the past week right this is crazy uh this is exciting so starting out the way that you do these community challenges is we'll list what the challenge is right so this week was hey get the beast with the biggest attack uh the rules are it's similar to achievement hunting although we say it's okay if you do it in casual you just can't do it against a friend you can't do it against the innkeeper because that's too easy but you can do it in casual if you don't want to tank your rank that's fine uh and so and then you've got a show proof in our discord uh, there's a contest entries page, and you can post it there. And so, big the beast with the largest attack, right? First off, uh, we got from Timbo. I've got this uh, mana saber here, 104 attack. Like, wow, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Well, next up, I've got Mickle come through, 176, 176 snow flipper penguin, <laughs> right? Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Is that like a shutter? walk thing or how did that that's crazy i don't i don't know but it gets better okay so then i've got ken ray with a 288 288 um whatever this dinosaur is was it megas megasaur ultrasaur ultrasaur yeah like your stomach is it is ultrasaur yes that's very good but i love it and the winner the winner of this week's challenge, okay, you thought 288 was big. The winner of this week's challenge is Mediocre Ogre. 416. 416. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Damn. I didn't even wow. know it was possible. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. So I I was so happy because sometimes we get these challenges and like a lot of people participate. Sometimes we get a challenge and like, you know, one or two people. But like this was popping off in the Discord all week and this was really fun. Uh, so we'll have to think of some more like this. I really appreciate uh, the suggestion from Timbo. It was really great. So thank you for that. And a big, big shout out to uh, Mediocre Ogre for winning this challenge. Uh, so I'll reach out to you and we'll hook you up with a couple of packs and you get some bragging rights here as well. So super cool. 416, 416. Gigantic, gigantic beast here. Uh, okay. And, and then for this week's challenge, again, uh, we were looking for uh, suggestions from the community the one that we ended up using uh, lovingly calling suicide squad. And I believe this was from Timbo as well. 
so the the challenge this week, and of course this is a little bit subjective, and uh, the hosts next week uh, and myself will have to sort of vote on on who does this the best. But the challenge here is to take yourself out self-lethal in the most glorious fashion (laughs) (laughs) that you can find. (laughs) So uh, the example here is uh, Auk and I sold priest with Reno Jackson to uh, self-lethal for 30. Um, There are other ways. There are other ways uh, and very creative ones at that. So um, we will revisit this next week. And again, the challenge is self-lethal, the most creative way possible. And uh, you, you'll have to send us screenshots or, and, or replays uh, where you got to do this is in our discord. So if you go to born to be wild, hs.com and there's a link uh, that says, find us. And there's a link to the discord. And in that discord, there's a bunch of like little channels and uh, there's one called contest entries. And that's where you would post that stuff. Yeah, Ben from work is saying Noggin. Yep. Yeah, this is the first contest that's subjective. (laughs) This is going to be interesting because in the past they've all been like numbers, like it's quantifiable, but most creative is subjective. So is it going to be like a panel of you, Hydra, and 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 Blackerot that's going to like decide on 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 that? Like how how's that going to work? Yeah, yeah, it will. It will. We'll have to vote, I suppose. So you'll have to win over three, three, the three hosts. Not an easy feat. Well, and if there's, you know, if there's, a, if there's two that are super close ties, then maybe we'll, I don't know, we'll have to think about it. But I'm sure, I'm sure that that there will be something, uh, some clear, shiny, amazing example. So you can, we'll you can see. also do like a points things where like somebody votes like is like you know you get you know whatever however many points for for first place. And then you, you vote for your second place one and your third place one, and then whoever tallies the most points between the the hosts maybe wins. You know that could be the way too. Yeah, we'll see. There could be. We'll, yeah. we'll see. There might be. Uh, I, there might be some clear um, consistency between the three of us, and maybe we'll get to argue about it. I don't know. Yeah, and that'll, that'll be, be that'll be a fun pre-show. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, that aside, um, I wanted to give a big shout out to our patrons, particularly Shokunin for being the executive producer of our show. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you very much to all of our patrons. Uh, so disruptor 108, Claudette G, Daniel B, Justin M, wildcard, Aramore and Ben from work, Corin J and AJ Gomez. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate your help. Uh, for anybody out there who's watching or listening, if you're interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit our website at borntobewildhs.com. If you click the find us page, there's a link to our Patreon. Uh, we've got um, uh, a few things there if you want to donate a little bit. We've also got a merch page on our website. Uh, it should be kind of fun as I'm working with our artists to do new artwork for the listener series. Um, hopefully we'll be able to create some new shirts and other merch with the new designs on them. So that's exciting. I haven't been able to do anything uh, in almost a year uh, in terms of new artwork. And so that'll be exciting to get some new stuff up. And then if you are somebody who's on Twitch a lot, uh, we have several emotes that are uh, available to unlock by subbing to us on Twitch. You can see them on the screen right now. They're very cute. Um, also, a uh, big shout out to the folks at Firestone 
the Hearthstone Deck Tracker app for supporting us. They have hooked us up with free premium accounts, which is very nice of them. Uh, we like the app very much. It's great. Um, I was, uh, you know, used Hearthstone Deck Tracker for a long, long, long time and have recently switched over to Firestone. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I think they're still kind of learning and growing every day, which is interesting, but they are very receptive to feedback, which has been nice. And so uh, if any of you all use it, I'd love to know uh, how you liked it, um, things that you liked, things that you thought could be improved. And we've got a direct line to those uh, to the guys over there. And so if you use it and um, uh, have any things, that, any suggestions like Blue Train, uh, you know, auto squelch option <laughs> or or anything else that you encounter, uh, you can always reach out to me or someone through the discord and we can pass those on. I, I found some ticky tack petty complaint earlier today with, uh, the, the wagons, you know, they had like a circle on the screen with the artwork and it didn't take up the whole screen and you could see the white on the edges and it was like driving me crazy. I was like, can you just make it fill the whole circle please? And they were like, yeah, we'll do it in the next build. Oh, oh that was easy. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Um, <laughs> So I, I've been I've been really enjoying it. If you guys want to check that out, it's free. Uh, you can go to firestoneapp.com um, and download it. Uh, there is a premium version. It costs three bucks a month, and it will remove the ads. The ads are not uh, a big deal. So if if you you know it's not something that you want to pay for, don't feel obligated. But I I suggest checking it out. I think it's pretty cool. That's that's basically it for me. Thank you guys so much for hanging out tonight. Really. Uh, appreciate you guys covering for Mike and Hydra. Uh, always good to to see you guys and hang out with you guys. Um, it's an honor to be on the show. It really is. I love it. I love it. So, uh, hey, Wildcard, for people who would like to interact with you, see your different decks, or watch you stream, like where can people find you? Um, sure. But, but before that, I, I want to um, ask you a quick question. Unrelated advice with Nate Wolf. Yeah. It's, it's been a little while. Uh, so, I say, so I, you know, I, I might want to. Oops, of course, that's gonna play forever. Um, what if I wanted to buy something from the the website, um, like a Born to Be Wild thing? Like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm torn. Like, I kind of want a sweatshirt. I kind of want a T-shirt. I kind of want a hat. What, what should I get, Nate? Oh my goodness. Wow. That's not, not only is that like, talk about subjective. Okay. Uh, uh, like, okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. What's been on my wish list for a long time. I love, I love that classic logo, uh, that we had, um, Hassan make way back when I'll see if I can put it up on the screen. Um, the dragon logo. Yeah. Just the, just the classic dragon logo. Um, I love it. What I think is super cool on the website is that you can basically take any, uh, oh, look at that's super huge. Let me make, shrink it down a little bit. You can basically take any, any of the designs in any color and put it on any, uh, piece of clothing. What I liked is we got these in black and white versions too. So what I really want, and the weather's not great for it right now, but I want a black hoodie with the white dragon logo really bad. I want that really bad. One thing that I saw you do that I thought was really cool, I didn't even know this was possible, but it's very metal, right? It's black on black. Oh, he's wearing it right now. What? I'm going to be on the show. i got to wear my shirt. Right? Uh, black on black, which is super cool. Um, so, yeah. No, it's exciting. I saw Hydra has got a beanie. He calls it a toque. I guess that's a Canadian thing. 
Is that right, Blue Train? Yeah. It is not a Canadian thing. It's the correct way to call that hat a beanie. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> hey, just call it a hat. Just call it a hat. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's got the ball cap and he's got the, the took. The took. Chuk. Chuk is the way Chuk. that you'd say it in French. I, I'm going gonna... to. Anglicized way. Yeah, I, I'm gonna insert the the clip of Gandalf right here saying "fool of a took." There you go. Um, and <laughs> monk ass. Yeah, yeah. Those those are great. Everything is great. I, I mean, since you're here, I I can I can say this without feeling like I'm grandstanding but like we looked at a bunch of companies before i knew that your wife like had an online clothing store Mm -hmm. and i tried samples of different like shirt material and different prints and stuff and like they were all terrible and i you know i looked at what the other podcasts were using and what twitch was using for like merch and the quality was just trash i'm sorry like it just it was not up to par where i got these and it was like well if the quality is bad then I, I don't want to sell this to somebody because then they're going to get it and they're going to not like it. And that yeah. sucks. And so, you know, uh, so I, I'm excited. Honestly, what I'm really looking forward to, I've got two new designs in the works and I'm looking forward to getting those on, on stuff. Uh, they're particular for the listener series. And so um, I've got, we'll have a rework of this classic design. I had said, look, the dragon is going into battle. Give it to me like breathing fire or like getting ready to fight, you know? And so it'll, it'll still say born to be wild, the same font and stuff, but like, that'll be cool. And then Christina is working on a more cartoon version of similar idea. And so having a couple of new designs will be really exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, I want my black hoodie with my white logo on it as the classic, classic, uh, you can always wear so yeah how about you blue chain anything um so i am ashamed to say i don't have any born to be wild merch i need to rectify that (laughs) um but if it was on your wish list what would you pick i tend to hmm gotta think about this for a minute um because I'm embarrassed what I'm going to say is already available. Uh, probably would want the the logo such as it is on the screen on uh, maybe like a, a, a lighter color shirt, like a blue or, or even like a gray. Um, and uh, probably it would be something I'd wear around the house. Out of the house, probably, probably black, black hoodie. Or not a black hoodie, because um, uh, as much as I like hoodies, my wife uh, doesn't like them on me. Um, a a like zip up sweater, um, possibly black that like had the had the logo like embossed, like uh, embroidered on on the left side. So like uh, like a like um, you know like those zip up. Uh, it's not a cardigan, but like just those zip up, uh, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like a. It's like a hoodie like without a, the hood, right? Yeah, I, I'd yeah. say so. Except they tend to be, uh, unlike a hoodie that that kind of wears a bit more baggy, these tend to be fitted, right? Uh, okay. So, so it would be like, uh, you know, fairly fitted. No, I, I definitely would wear that. So, uh, uh, I, c- I could show you later, wild card, what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, the hoodie without the hoodie, but but a lot more fitted, a zip up. 
black with the with the logo. I think orange on black looks good. So uh, yeah. Sorry, I want to apologize, Dave. I didn't expect this this joke slash plug to take to take at this much time. But <laughs> hey, that's fun. That's fun, right? I hadn't. I hey, I haven't been asked one of these questions in a long time. It's great. That's pretty funny. A little <laughs> and I, and I, and over I, here. Yeah, I did swear to, to pay for it if you did bring it back. But uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. people can find me at Wildcard Hearth on Twitter, and I might get back to stream. I'm, I'm such an off and on streamer. Uh, but but if you want to follow me, it's a uh, wildcard Hearthstone on Twitch. So and thank you again for having me on, um, and I look forward to having Hydralisk and Mike back next week. Yeah, definitely. Well, and join the club of like when we feel like it streamers. I think you're amongst good company here. Speaking of which, Blue Train, where can people find you? <laughs> Twitter's the best place. Uh... Twitter slash uh, Blue Train, written the same way on the screen, B-L-U-T-R-A-N-E. Uh, I, I am also a sometimes streamer uh, a couple times a month, usually on the weekends, uh, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Blue Train. Uh, I tend to go live on a whim. I don't have a set schedule. I like to, to stream my ladder climbs uh, or, you know, sometimes I'll do something random, but uh yeah, tw- Twitter is the, the best place, I'd say. Very cool. Very cool. And and to echo what Wildcard said, uh, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, it's always an honor. I hope I was able to do uh, Mike and Hydralisk proud in, in uh, their absence. And I also look forward to their return uh, back at their rightful place. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I appreciate you guys helping out. I, I'm at, uh, at like half steam tonight with... Uh, medicated and repairing from surgery are you holding up all right like it's been a long one so i'm doing okay i have my my lovely wife and son over here handing me medicine and water uh at least twice during the show it was great so um i'm doing i'm doing well but i look forward to continuing uh my recovery um if you guys want to follow me i'm active on twitter at nate wolf tcg it's n-a-t-e-w-o-l-f-e-t-c-g more importantly, you can find the show and everything related at our website, which is born to be wild hs.com. Again, born to be wild hs.com. There you can find links to all of our stuff, the audio podcast, the video versions of the podcasts. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio version, I always recommend the video uh, because we've got graphics. And so you can see the articles when we're talking about them. You can see the deck lists when we're talking about them. Um, and uh and all of that stuff um again uh just one final plug for the listener series um stay on the lookout for that we will be dropping more info this weekend and uh and just you know stay stay tuned for some really fun uh challenges and and games coming up and uh that's about it we will see you all next week for another new episode of born to be wild thanks again for uh hanging out everybody Take care. Job's done. Job's done.